Solid State Radio. Welcome to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. I am your host, Adam the Goat Boy Luthi, and in studio with me is my co-host, Gator Grant. Hi. And we got a special guest in Sean Cantwell today. And he's in it. And he's in it. He's <laughs> I'm in it. Already cracking them open. As per usual. Hey, I've been here it. for six hours already. I got here at noon today. I like to think I've shown amazing restraint. This is my first. That's oh my your God. first? My first, and I've been here at this station for six hours. Then, yes, I would say you're showing tremendous restraint. How much liquor was there? None, actually. Oh, wow. (laughs) Hell's freezing over as we speak. Is there another side we need to check in (laughs) on? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the first thing you crack open. Out of the liquor cabinet last night, but... Today I've been a good boy. Oh, okay. That's, you <laughs> I'm know. a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> I do good. Yeah. So, anyway, we got a we got a pretty stacked show here. We have a topic that I've been sitting on for a long time <laughs> that we're gonna get into uh, in the next hour, and that one it might take up a decent amount of time because it's a story. So it's it's exciting. Uh, it has to do with the. Uh, well, Dallas froze over, you know, and Texas froze over, and everybody was like, that's crazy, and no yeah. one knew how to drive. We made fun of it mercilessly no for days on our show. <laughs> right, you know. As needed, <laughs> because, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, they're not a state that's equipped to handle what no, happened to right. them. No, they're like, not. Their houses are not built to handle what Extreme they Extreme weather like that. Right, like, no part of them is equipped to handle what hit them. Sure. That Live? being said. There's a lot of room to make fun of things. <laughs> they, they do kind of give us hell about, you know, the summer and heat. You know, it's a dry heat and all of that stuff. Yeah. I don't feel bad making fun of them. Well, it's that whole, like, there's some people that go, well, it's a dry heat. Well, come to Michigan, and we'll tell you that it's not so cold if it wasn't for the wind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It, that's just as honest as it gets right there. Also, our heat is it's pretty bad. dang humid. Oh, it's, yeah. su- it's sticky. It's gross. It's, it's like, like 75 degrees out, and you're like, why is my shirt sticking to me? Yeah, it's like walking into an armpit. <laughs> no, thank you. Pretty much. Yeah, oh, I'll yeah. pass on that. When you have to peel off your underwear at night, you know? Yeah. You should never have to peel off clothing. No. Unless you've been swimming. Ah, yeah. Well, that's a, it's, or you know, profusely sweating and working out, and then taking your shirt off and being like, "Why am I stuck?" <laughs> right, which happens to me frequently. Been there. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> I mean, my shirt gets stuck just from putting on a shirt. So I mean, <laughs> he works up a sweat just putting on a shirt. Yeah. It's like, oh, what happened to you? I'm standing here. You ever you ever <laughs> put your arm through the neck hole? Arm through the neck hole. No, yeah. but I put the head through the armhole before. Well, you know, it's the same thing, really. It's, yeah, it's it just generally... feels awkward. I'm stuck. I didn't know this was a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. It happens more times with like a tank, you know, or a cutoff. Like a work. If I'm going to sure. the gym and I wear like you know a cut a cutoff yeah. shirt or something where well, the sleeves are a lot yeah. bigger. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of times I put on a tank and I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, I didn't think this felt right. <laughs> you ever have it where you? Uh, would you, would you put on your underwear backwards or like inside out? Inside out, yes. Inside out, yeah. I've had it inside out and didn't even notice till I got home. Yeah, no, I was. So uh, I think that means it, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, like halfway through my work week, yeah, if you and I'm get like, through like more than half of your day, day before you realize it. Yeah, you you just roll with it at that point. I think so. 
I think I mean if it's not incredibly noticeable, like when you put your shirt on backwards, you know it. Like, oh yeah, the minute you put it on, you're like, oh no, oh, this is weird. Right? Why is it so tight on my neck? I don't like this. You know, but if I put on my underwear inside out and I didn't realize I did it and I made it through my day and then I get home and I'm like, what the f? Well, well there we go. <laughs> well, I guess you know. Like, yeah. Well, it works. <laughs> they still function. Right. They still stayed on. And created a barrier. Yes, which is uh, you need. You yes. need the barrier. You need the barrier. You need the barrier. Zippers are made of metal. You commando Zippers people are, are nuts. Yeah, yeah, people who do that, I don't understand. Like, I, I, I cringe just thinking about that. Right. Oh, yeah. Like That's... if, if I'm, <laughs> oh. what part of metal on junk? is attractive to anybody like i get that there's some people that like you know the piercings or things like that like those that, people are insane too that's perfectly fine it's all rounded metal yeah. i can i can totally understand it and i can be like okay yeah you make sense that's something you're into not me but i get it okay right but sharp cornered metal that's unfinished and unsanded on like the sensitive part of my body. No, thank you. No. No, no, I hear you. I just think it's gross for uh, hygiene reasons. Like, I mean, unless the, you wash your pants every day. I mean, no. Even still, even still, yeah. you need that barrier, man. You man, need that barrier. If you wash your pants every day, like you don't, you know, double wear a pair of pants. Yeah. Which, if you're that person, you're wasting soap and water. But um, uh, <laughs> I don't. Disagree I waste a lot this. of soap and water. Oh man, no, pants are good for more than a day. No, they definitely are. They've yeah. done studies and stuff on this, but I'm Especially a clean person. I'm a clean person. You are? I, I understand being a clean person, but... I also do gross things for a living, so... Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, let's think about this. I'm on my hands and knees cleaning toilets. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, my jeans anyway, if I, you know, wear them two days in a row, I can usually get away with two days unless I did a job the day before where it's like, oh, no, those are covered in diesel fuel. You don't get to wear those twice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually me. Like if if I'm working the other job and I'm spending a lot of time in a, in the kitchen. Yeah, like, just yeah. like yeah. Hey, you can't smell like grease now. Yeah, there's no way right. unless I'm working there again tomorrow. I'm not making it through a second day of these. Right. Yeah. One of those. Right. I smell like deep fried wings. It's very yes. weird because you know Sean will do that. And he'll be walking down the street and all of a sudden all the fat chicks come running out of places chasing him down. It's true. It's like pheromones. Yeah. He's like like running in the bowls pretty much every time I walk out of that place. Uh, <laughs> Kathy says that you can turn them right side out, and there you go for another day. Gross. <laughs> and Corey says, the underwear? On your, no. Yeah. No. Corey, obviously, number one, as Corey is inclined to do, he says, go home, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course. Second one, though, on your hands and knees doing something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, my hands and knees doing something. That, which, thank you, Corey. Yeah. We all, I mean, low hanging fruit, but I get it. It's a Some, set. Someone had to, to say it. Put it over the plate. Someone right. had to take a swing. Oh, you know what? And I'll, I'll knock it out of the park. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely low hanging fruit. It is low hanging fruit, <laughs> especially if we're talking about Corey. Right. That guy, he's got like a mini bat between his legs. I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, There's a reason Adam calls him, you know, Mr. Big in the Pants or whatever. whatever he got it. Yeah. Is that it? I've called him Mr. Big in the Pants since we were like Jeez. 15. <laughs> of course, as my fruit are high and tight. Yeah, that's why they get wet uh-huh. when you go number two, buddy. <laughs> if you haven't, wait a couple years. It'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> It's always a disappointing day. I think I just peed on my nuts. <laughs> nope. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that 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 is like 
<laughs> oh, no. I know, man. All right? Like, so you know how everyone goes, well, how do you know when you've hit, like, where you're older? Like, how do you know when that day comes? And, you know, for different people, it's different things. Sure. I don't know what it is for women. I have I no idea. But for dudes, it is the minute you go number two and your low-hanging fruit get wet. Mm. Man, you know what? You made me feel a lot better about my nuts. The minute that happens, <laughs> understand you have hit the age where people will look at you and say, well, if I wasn't as old as you, it's oh. like, oh! I think it's when you start doing the <laughs> snack, the snap, crackle, and pop. Oh, that happens a lot, though. I mean, just, you know, listening to Corey get up in the house is like a fireworks <laughs> display. <laughs> Here's the thing, like I, you know, I just say that I walk with sound effects. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> sound effects. You know, it's just I Me walk too, through my uh, house and you just hear creak, crack, snap. <laughs> it's like, are you breaking apart? No, I'm just knocking the rust off. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. we haven't gotten quite to that point yet, where I'm just like snapping and creaking with every step I take. It may just be the floors in your house, though. Yeah, too. That that's entirely fair. <laughs> Softer, it's more cushiony. Um. All right, let's move on. Let's get it. Let's get into our topics here. So, with the, with the first one, I have a woman who found out that her significant other that she's been with for over a year has a criminal record. So I ask the audience: mm-hmm. Do you stay? Do you leave? It, does the time together, like time you and that person spent together, does that matter? Like the length of the relationship? Is did the criminal history come to light or, or happen during the time together? Because then, yeah, you should probably have a discussion about this. Does the crime matter? The crime absolutely matters. I yes. Mean, I mean, if you got pulled over for speeding or something, I don't think it, it, it's as huge of a deal as if you say, rob well, the bank. I mean, I here's don't know. the thing, though. If he did his time. If you, yeah, if you did your time. If he, if he has done his time and repaid his debt to society. Shouldn't and he has it not, be set to zero? Right. I mean, that's the point that's of the it, right? In the right? eyes yeah. of the legal system, yes. In the eyes of a person that's on you as a potential life partner, depends on. There's a lot of things it depends on. For one, how long ago were we talking here? Again, severity know. of the crime. If they killed somebody, that's probably that's a no go. Armed robbery probably <laughs> is also a no go. Oh, do you love this person? You've been with them for a year. Well, well, clearly, how you, can you trust them? Not, they haven't... Here's oh, no. not that much. Listen, listen. <laughs> Let me F with Sean, okay? Right. In the grand scheme of things, a year ain't that much time. I mean... Okay, let's well, say it's two years. Say you've been together for two years. Mm-hmm. We'll double up on it, okay? Uh, well, two years is a significant amount of time. A, that's let's, a pretty big thing to hide, to hold back from your significant other, though. Well, and let's, let's ah. take this further, too, that two years, and they're not 25. They're like 37. Yeah. And they've been together for two years. That's a big difference. I say you say you like each other. You, you do know, well. You like each other a lot. Going Everything's well. going really good. You've lived together for the past year. You've been going out for two years. You're starting to plan what's going to happen. And so then I, all of a sudden, depth charge. So he likes to start fires a little bit. Keep the lighters away from him. Oh, arson's a no-no. Arson's <laughs> a big no-no. no-no. Wait, why? Okay, so let's because talk the, about... The, no, no. The, 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 the connection between arson and other... Bad things is way too high. But okay, let's the uh, arson and I'm gonna burn your house down with no, you no. in it. The arson and like I raped people. Let's talk there, about there's a well, big connection there and it's not friendly. I don't like the whole idea of this white collar crime thing though. Like the well, well he mean, he uh he dodged taxes for like twenty years straight. I mean it's not really that big of a deal, right? Yeah, it is. He's I'm, he's a liar. I mean, yeah, he absolutely <laughs> is. I'd rather like the honest guy that went and robbed a bank. 
Yeah, he yeah. put in the work. He put in the effort. He went and did it right. Yeah, but he's so not going to follow through. So you'd rather date someone who you know held, held up a bank yeah. than someone who committed tax evasion. Yeah. Sure, because yeah. that tax evasion guy's a liar and a fraud, and he's a wuss. But I here, want a real man. Here's the other part, though, is that neither <laughs> one of these guys are good at follow through and finishing the job. Clearly, <laughs> you know, they the, got the tax caught, evasion so. got caught, and then the robber didn't know to like get out while he was ahead. Yeah, well, he hung on too long. <laughs> I mean, what it is is it's that blue spray paint you see in the movies where it just the dye packs. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> There's a movie out there called The Goods. Super funny. Mm. Oh my gosh. And um Ken Jeong is in it. Yeah. And he um is a car salesman. And this guy comes in and buys a car from him, and he pays with it in a big bag full of cash. Yeah. And he's just, like, super oblivious to what it is. And so, like, the manager's like, that's a bank bag, Teddy. Don't open that. <laughs> and he opens it, and the blue paint hits him in the face. He's like, oh, it feels like a smirk just jizzed in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Oh, my gosh. The goods. Super funny. It's got Bing Rames in it, too. So Sold. Yeah, yes. his his safe word is blueberry pancakes. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we but we did we posed this question. We got like a, a different thing, and and a large portion of it that people have is really the idea that there's a dishonesty that comes with it. Right, and I think that's the big yeah. part. Is that it's just that you've held it for a year, right? Right, which is hard to get past for but, sure. So it. it like I get that portion of it, but like as as our our biggest favorite a hole of the station, Carson the Bulldog Lucas, like to put out. Well, you guys are kidding yourselves. You're not coming to the date and being like, by the way. Right, you're not leading. Yeah, with no this. one's like on the first date. Oh, by the way, I robbed a bank, like we talked about in the crosstalk. We're, no. Oh, oh, by the way, I just happened to have you know committed murder. Yeah. Like no one's like you're not sitting down and introducing yourself <laughs> as a felon on the first date. That you're you're in a fantasy world if you think that's going to happen because they know damn well you will run away at the first sight of that and not cons- consider well, any further yeah. involvement. Imagine though, imagine if like you show up to the date and you do lead with that and you're like, "Hi, my name is Biff." And I've sold meth for 5 years. Right, or I committed, <laughs> you know, grand theft auto and I have a felony on my record and this and that and then she looks right at you and goes, "You do." Oh. <laughs> Like you're a match made in heaven. Well, I mean, yeah, you, if you somehow hell? found the woman that's into guys that steal cars, then I don't think that's good. You be- better steal me a nice car. That's all I'm right. saying. If you yeah. turned your life around and she's just like, "Oh my God, really? I you're love, a bad boy." That's you're what like, I do on the weekends. And you're like, oh, no. I mean, that's like that's like if you were a, a recovering alcoholic running into somebody who's like, "Oh, you know, I handle my booze just fine." Right. Well, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Oh, that's great. I'm a bartender. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, this is going to go swimmingly. Fantastic. So, I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. When do you bring this up? Like, wow. how do you bring it up? When do you bring it up? And and I do think, like, so if I told you that I committed manslaughter, right? Okay. You look at it, you go, wow, that's bad. That's a bad one, right? Well, yeah. it's not great, but there's uh, manslaughter would be unintentional. Sure. Meaning it wasn't something that you um, had preconceived thoughts on doing or had intent of causing harm. Oh, yeah, I know. But I got in the car and I was super drunk and I ran over a kid. That's not great. Right. And you should probably, I mean, my next questions are going to be like, okay, 
Like, I understand. And granted, I'm one of those people that understand that everybody at some point makes stupid mistakes in their lives. But it's just, that's an interesting portion, too, because, like, say you did it when you're 21 years old. You, right. It was the first night. In fact, it was your birthday. Right. You went out on your birthday. Your friends got you all hammered. It's the first thing, you know, and I'm not going to advocate for drunk driving. Come no, on, let's it's be not honest. a good you're, thing. It's a dumb thing to do, especially right. in a day and age where Uber and Lyft and all the taxi and cell services phones. exist. Yes. That's the big thing. Cell phones work. There's so There's, many ways to get around it. That's a thing that exists it. now. Come on, people. But right. at the same time, you know somebody, I know somebody, everybody's known somebody who's like, you know what, I'm safe to drive. Yeah. And they get in the car and they go off and do this. And, you know, heaven forbid something bad happens, but, you know, say it is. Say it's that person. They're 21. They're young and dumb. They don't really think of anything of it at the time because right. all their friends just left the same party just as hammered as they were. Yeah. I know. Don't get me wrong. This is a terrible I'm scenario. Say, I don't like this scenario at no, all. No, it's not, but <laughs> it's a very truthful scenario. I mean, you went overly, to Mount Pleasant. I mean, it's overly truthful. Yes. It, I mean, that's just, it's it's sickening how truthful it actually is. Do there are people in our age that still do this? Yeah, so, which is, yeah, I mean, that's the truth. No, there are people older than us that still do this, unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean,. You know, all that aside, this is a logical thing that could have happened. I mean, say it is, though, at that young age where you're impressionable and you do make dumb decisions because right. when you're young, you make dumb decisions. You're invincible. You're invincible. That would never happen to me. My friends drive drunk all the time and nothing happens to them. Right. Oh, my God. What a statement, right? Terrible right. one. Right. But people make it. Sure. So with that in mind, this person makes that one terrible decision and then smokes a lady crossing the street with a stroller. Right. Um, yeah, well, well, again, so then that comes back to the contacts. Like, what's the crime? What were the circumstances? Like, it's not like there there's an end-all, like, uh, set of uh, things that apply to this. I mean, I just if it was... I the worst joke well, in the world, and, and I'm not doing it. Oh, good. <laughs> but, I mean, there's also the other side. Like, I, you know, I'm not advocating anything illegal. Well, Let, no. Let's, let's put that straight None to begin with. None of us are. That being I'm said, a... if somebody <laughs> came up to me, like, say I was a woman that was on a date with a man, and the yes. man said, I have a felon on my record. I am a convicted felon. And yes. it was like, okay, what happened? Well, I used to have a daughter, and then I killed the guy that did things to my daughter. Okay. So like, again, well, context. you're a murderer. Yes, you're a felon. Yes, you killed the man who raped is your there, daughter. Is there something about that that makes me go? I know he's always going to protect me. <laughs> Sadly, kinda. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's you know, I mean, there's a half and half there where it's like, you're not what I would call like a good person, but you're not a bad person. Right. I mean, it's debatable. I don't know how many murders you've committed in your life. I but mean, <laughs> against people or animals? <laughs> oh. Anim animals is quite high. Well, but yeah, then there's a body count for both. But I mean, technically, I'm an animal cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I mean it, it does it does play a large context. Let's let's get to the actual yeah. What was subject it? at hand? Here. What was it? Um, well, he, he had to let me have time to prepare for this. Oh, dude, we he, only he got like five me. minutes to I, do yeah, it. Let's he screwed go. me here. I'm trying well, to yeah, get to it, had... and you're just like, let's get to it right now. Right, let's oh, go. Well, let's well, go. Well, you. well yeah, because, <laughs> well, if you wouldn't have spent so much time trying to play this game of let's make Sean look like an a-hole and <laughs> well, failing miserably at it. I didn't fail miserably at that. You just do that when you open your mouth. 
Um, <laughs> he's not okay, okay. I So it's 25-year-old woman, 35-year-old man. Yeah. I am pregnant, just discovered my boyfriend has a criminal record that includes domestics, a restraining order, and some prison time. Uh, mm. Do I confront him with what I found? Yes. In a public place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, definitely don't do that place. at home. Okay, I'll start right, off not say, at your house. I will start We're going to have a nice little picnic today right across from the police station, you know. Uh, right. I got the red checkered blanket. <laughs> I will start off saying I know better. I know this, but I got caught up. I have been with my boyfriend a year, and it was love at first sight type of thing. We met, clicked immediately. It wasn't long until we were with each other every day. He's charming, sweet, and everything I was looking for. He'd shower me with gifts and stages of getting to know each other. I asked him a lot of things, and he took what, and I took what he said as the truth. He had disclosed that he was divorced with a child from a previous relationship. She lives across the country. He doesn't get to see the child often. He felt bad about that, and I always consoled him when it got to him. He told me that he's been sober almost four years now. Now, He often talks about being tempted, but attends meetings regularly. Well, I'm glad he's putting in the effort to be clean. Fast forward to find out I'm pregnant. This was completely unexpected and unplanned for me. I was honestly scared, and I told him. He reacted really positively, nearly overjoyed. He even said he gets a second chance now. I'm five months long. I moved in a month ago with him. It is an adjustment, but things have been okay. Two weeks ago, he became very clingy. He had to know where I was and needed to be with me all the time. Then, then yesterday happened. I was out running errands, and he's blowing up my phone. I let him know I'd be home soon. I got home, and he's drunk in the middle of the afternoon. Oh, crap. He said that he needed me, and he couldn't handle it, so he drank. I had never seen this from him. He said things about his ex and his child. He said he would find them. I found it odd, but was focused on getting rid of the alcohol and him putting him to bed. I poured what little was left and put him into bed. This morning, he calls a sponsor and is meeting with him along with attending some meetings. I can't shake off some of the things he said. I decide to try to look things up and find myself looking at his mugshot. Of course. Yeah, you're going to find it. He's got a history of domestic charges. His wife has a restraining order on him that he violated to the point of being in prison for three years. So, yes, those three years of sobriety was this. So the three years of sobriety were in jail. Yeah, I was in prison, yep. That, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I get that it kind of counts, but it really doesn't. I say, does it really count if it's like literally that forcible? I feel like it's, it's done. Well, that's oh, the thing no. is, you can always get that stuff. I, I okay. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree with you in this this scenario here. I agree with you to like if you're being forced to be sober, then yeah, it's not you making that change. You're right. being forced to make that change. What I will say here though is he was four years sober. He's been with her for a year. Mm. This is his first relapse. Well, as far as we know, this is the first relapse. We don't know because it's not like he's breaking the law if he drinks. No, but he's attending meetings regularly. You're going to tell me that people have attended meetings and never lied? No, dude, I've gone, uh, come on. I've gone to the meetings. <laughs> right, uh, come I on. wasn't supposed to. I was there as a friend of somebody, right. and apparently you were supposed to, uh, you know, he, that was allowed, but it's not allowed. It's not right. allowed. If anybody tells you that you could be a friend and come into AA, they're not, they're not telling you the truth. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> that's not the you. truth. Yeah. And so, I mean, he says that he's been four years sober. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, we want to take him at his word. But there's a lot of things happening now that make his words seem a little shaky. I'm also going to say that, like, having that relapse and what happened during that relapse, I feel like if he relapsed within time, any of that time frame or whatever, you would have seen this behavior already. Possibly. 
I mean, there's there's a potential there. Obviously, you would have seen some sort of sign of it. But if they haven't been living together, like they just oh, it's start, awfully a lot harder to see. Yes, right. But. Like there's times to hide it where it's like, oh, I've got to work late tonight, which is more or less like, don't bother me. But he's blowing up her phone, doing a bunch of crazy things. You know, right. I feel he's, like he's when, acting erratic. When you're when you have that relapse, and that's a big cause of that relapse, right? Right. It would have happened already. I mean, it feels like it would have. And so you want to believe that he's actually been sober for four years and maybe just the thought of kids and the girl living with him now. And, I mean, it's a high-stress sort of thing, right? right? It just it hit him one day and he didn't know how to cope because she wasn't there, which that's not great either because that's why you have a sponsor. Yeah. Is in those moments, like, yes, you want your significant other to be somebody, but in all reality, the sponsor is there so you can call them and say... I'm at a low point. I don't know what to do. I'm about to relapse, and I can't stop myself. And the sponsor is one of those people that's like, I'm on my way. Like, oh, stay yeah. on the phone with me, and I'm on my way. No, I, I get that. I get that. we got to take a break here. We do. And we'll finish this up. We'll wrap this up. Because it, there's a lot of questions that come with this. It re- there really is. Yeah. I mean, you're in a situation. And I want to talk about that situation. Okay. So we're going to do that. We're going to go ahead and take a break here first, though. You're listening open for discussion on SouthstateRadio.net. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. Maybe. Tattoos are more than art. <laughs> they tell a story. Your story. And Beyond the Chair Tattoo Studio in Shelby Township understands that. Whether it's your first tattoo or your 10th, a touch-up or a cover-up, Beyond the Chair is here to help you express yourself. And their five-star rating shows they've got the skills to do that better than anyone else. Beyond the Chair also offers body piercing. You can walk right in or set up an appointment. Give their artist a call at 586-799-7293. Beyond the Chair is located on Van Dyke Avenue, just south of 21 Mile in Shelby Township. Hi, my name is Zach Willett, and I work at Woodship's Real American Barbecue in downtown Lapeer. We serve delicious, scratch-made food that we're proud of, from our slow-smoked meats to our hand-cut fries. We work hard to make sure you get the very best. We want everyone who walks through our door to enjoy our amazing barbecue and have the kind of service that makes you feel like family. So come on in and let us serve you a great experience. Wood Chips, your everyday family barbecue. Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. You just can't keep a good show down. The Sessions Concert Series is back. How you doing? This is Adam from Solid State Sessions, and on Saturday, March 27th, I'll be hosting the Sessions Concert Series. It's all taking place at the Corona Road Bar in Flint. On stage are two great bands that I play on Sessions, from Metro Detroit, the Stepmothers, and from Saginaw, the Screaming Casanovas. The show starts at 6, and the bands play till 9. So get out to the Corona Road Bar in Flint on March 27th to check out the Stepmothers and the Screaming Casanovas. Support local music. 
Hey everybody, this is the hitman Brett Fortney. And I'm Todd Gilbert. Join us every Wednesday night exclusively on Solid State Radio for Hanging with the Hitman. Every week we'll be discussing music, movies, pop culture, current events, basically anything that's going on or anything that comes to mind. So turn it up, come hang with us. There's no better place to hang than with the hitman. Available exclusively on SolidStateRadio.net or the Solid State Radio app. Available on all Android and iOS devices. Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Salem here. Join me every Saturday on SolidStateRadio.net and every Thursday on Spock Rock Radio for Blank Generation. Punk, metal, weirdness, and all kinds of mayhem. See you there, 6 p.m. Saturday. When you want to unwind, Cascade and Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascaden Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascaden Lounge. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. If you like live music, and I mean really like live music, then you'll like Corona Road Bar in Flint. The CRB has featured live rock for decades with no plans on slowing down. Great drink prices and a warm atmosphere will give you the best live music experience. You'll find the CRB at 3110 Corona Road in Flint. Here's what's going on this weekend at Corona Road Bar. Live music is back at the CRB. Join us on Thursdays for Jam Night. Then come out on Fridays and Saturdays for live music from 7 to 10. More info on Facebook at facebook.com slash Corona Road Bar. Welcome back to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. Before we left, we were talking about uh, one who, now she's pregnant, and has been dating a felon for... Unknowingly. Yeah, unknowingly, for three, or for, you know, for the past year. What? You know, he was, was three years year? in jail. Was it a year or two years? They've been together for one year. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. You know, things clicked, and it went really well, so on and so forth. But what I will say is if he has an alcohol problem, which clearly he does because he's, you know... Relapsing. Right. So <laughs> the idea... That would say that there is an issue. There is always an issue when it comes to that because there's always that possibility of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Right. And 
you know, it it's always a problem when dating somebody who has a drug problem or an alcohol problem unless they've got it kicked and it's out of their life or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that relapse is a real thing because they become a different person yeah. on this. Usually people that have problems, per se, become a different person. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a problem. Right. It affects their day-to-day attitude and mood and how they react to things and how they handle situations. You know, I mean, if you... Like, there's good ways to channel your stress and anxiety and concerns in this world. There are healthy channels to... Or healthy ways to channel it. And then there are unhealthy ways to channel it. And, I mean... I'm not saying that it's the worst thing in the world to, you know, have a glass of wine when you're stressed. I'm not saying that that's bad. No, you drink a beer or whatever. I mean, right. we all have our little escapisms, right? Exactly. And so, you know, the way I like to look at it is the way it was explained to me as well when somebody was like, well, I, do I have a drinking problem? I don't know if I have a drinking problem. And it's one of those, well, if you ever get done with a drink and there's still some left and you're like, eh, I don't need it, throw it down the drain, you're fine. Yeah. But the minute that you're like, I can never throw away alcohol, it's like, eh. uh, or you could be like me and be cheap. I mean, that's even, uh, if, even if you're cheap though. Like you, you know, we've all drank plenty in our lives. Yeah, we, yeah, we understand, it. but we know that's when never. we're we know when we're at that that tipping point. Yeah, you know. Where, oh yeah, like when I've, I the next drink is gonna make me puke. Right. Yeah, like if I finish if I finish this drink, it's gonna be bad. Times. I know I'm not gonna feel good from it. Right. And you know we can take that and go. Well, I then I'm not. Have another drink. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to drink it because I, you know, I got the drink, but when I started taking a few sips, I started feeling it. Now I know, and I just need to back away. Yeah, you know what my tell is on it. What? If you can go do something and you don't need booze to have fun. Right. Like the moment you show up at something and somebody says, "Hey, there's no alcohol here," and you go, "Oh, well, that sucks. Why are we doing this?" You got a problem. Right. If you need it to enjoy your time, there's a problem. Now, not to say that you can't have it and enjoy time. Like that's that's, not that's, the that's perfectly fine. It's simply like if you're going over to a buddy's house to play a game or whatever and you're like you show up and everyone's like, Well, where's the booze? If if we're hanging out and we're doing stuff, we're all having a good time, but the mm-hmm. entire time you're like, you know, this would have been better if we had booze. We just would have been better if we had booze. Like, why do you need it yeah. to have a good time, dude? You've got a problem. Though. Right, right. Because if that's all you're focused on, no. Yeah. If that's the only thing that makes sense to you, except for, you know, it, while ignoring the whole, like, dude, we just had a lot of fun playing a freaking board game. Yeah. Like, I'm still one of those people. I love it. I, know I love, love game night. Yeah, I yeah. think it's awesome. So I'm okay. not going to lie, though. Drunk game night is the best game night. I mean, it's fun, but like, have you the necessity, necessity not necessarily? Yeah, drunk drunk game night gets interesting because uh, drunk Casanova decides right. to <laughs> call everybody out on their stuff. Right. Oh boy. Now, see, like when I've gone super to, competitive when I've gone to game night or done game night anyway, like you know we'll play you know Settlers of Catan oh, Jesus, or we'll yes. play Pandemic. Or something, which pandemic is hilarious now to think about, but right. you know, like I've played all these games sober as a bird. So many things that yeah. that, that game pandemic does not account for. In right, the pandemic. Exactly, it, it's not realistic. No. <laughs> I can't. I can't solve a world pandemic in two hours, <laughs> even though the game says I can. <laughs> okay, Where's, but does the, yeah, does the, the game, game have toilet paper? Shortage? People, no, it doesn't account for 
you know, toilet paper shortage or the economy just absolutely getting bashed in the knees. Doesn't account for, I'm not going to take this vaccine because I'm not a sheeple. Right. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, oh, see, Chad says it perfect here. He goes, it's stiff biff. Yeah. Um, he says, I love game night too, and drinks and board games only mix if the game isn't a pay attention game. Then it can get annoying. Such oh, yeah. as. Drunk like, pandemic is not fun. Oh really my fun. Gosh. Eric Sellers of Catan. I don't think Eric Sellers of Catan ain't that fun to begin with. Oh, see, I have a great time with drunk. it. Like, I mean, I'm not drunk. a board game guy. I know you're not. I hate them all. I think we need to try to fix that. No, I think I'm more with a the right game guy myself. I think I'm poker, yeah. Well, yeah, poker night's always fun, but I think if you were <laughs> with the right the people, well. the game night would be fun. Euchre is always a good time. Oh, Euchre is great. I'm <laughs> amazing at Euchre. The hardest part of it, though. <laughs> okay, game on, buddy. I, I, I want, I want to see this. In Gator the knows. We, we dominate. Gator knows where I'm at on that level. I he, am he one of the best Euchre players. He was easily one of the best partners playing euchre growing up anyway that i had ever had because he understood how to freaking play yeah <laughs> like he didn't he didn't do what all these younger players typically do <laughs> he knew how to play and it was like oh because I, I i learned to play from my dad my yeah. dad is one of these people that is always like hoyle rules hoyle rules hoyle rules and if you don't play hoyle rules with him he gets angry with you yeah and it's frustrating because it, i'm sitting there going i don't know you know <laughs> Well, Hoyle doesn't exactly give you the guaranteed wins. No. It helps with some odds, but there right. are certain cases. You've just got to understand the game. You know when I do you know when I learned to play Euchre? When? The year before. Really? That soon. In criminology class. Wow. In junior year of high school. By senior year of high school, I had the game mastered. If I say you were in it to win it then, you took it really quickly. <laughs> it was just I studied. It's, yeah. a, it's an easy game to get. It's, it, not, it's not a hard not, concept. No, that's <laughs> the thing. It's a very simple card game. That's the positive to it. But, no, I mean, certain games are more fun when you drink, obviously, or can be more fun. But yeah, there are I certain mean, games that you can't. Like, I get frustrated enough at certain board games. Like, I get angry with people while we play, especially, like, Pandemic. I don't play plan Pandemic that much anymore because the minute I do, board game dude, player. I get angry. I will, yeah, because I plan everybody's move, not just my own, everybody's. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, if they do this, and then A plus B and all this other yeah. crap. Like, it's like freaking, you know, a beautiful mind going on when it comes to <laughs> what mind. steps to take in pandemic. Got math right. equations and Oh, stuff dude, I've got around. it all locked in. And to the point where I can look at them and go, well, if we do all this, even if we get these, we'll still win. That's far more thinking than I usually want to do while playing games of exactly. <laughs> but yeah. here's the thing: is I like couldn't do it drunk if I, even if I wanted to. <laughs> here's the downfall: oh. is I get this plan and then I'm like, okay, and I explain this plan to everybody that's playing, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're like, but I don't want to do that. I'm one of those people. It's like it's my way because I know it's going to work. Like I just told sure. you, it's going to work. Absolutely. And you're like, well, we could do it like that. No, you can't because this is the way it's going to work. And then we get angry. And this then is I why just... I don't want to be on a team with Gator. <laughs> yeah. Duly noted. We win. Uh, well, we won a lot. I mean, <laughs> it's fair. I digress. Let's finish this because I really want to oh. get this done. <laughs> yeah, Chad. Let's explore Europe. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, basically, she wants to know, does she confront this guy about all this? Do you? Yeah. Okay. 
clear the air. Get everything on the table. See how he reacts to it. If he's super defensive and doesn't want to talk about it and wants to keep it hidden, then you have some serious problems. Where do you line with this? Do you continue something like this? Do you continue with this relationship? You're going to be stuck in some sort of relationship with this mm-hmm. person regardless because you're about to have a child together. Yeah. Right. That's the nature of things, yeah, right? Because honestly, if it weren't for the kid, like the advice is just run. Like, you just, cut and run? Absolutely. I mean, knowing that and already seeing the signs of the relapse and the cleanliness, like I'm not out this as, as you know, as someone in a relationship. I'm there's there's only so much I'm going to try and save the other person from themselves at some point. When they start exhibiting kind of that kind of behavior, but you're you're so detached from the situation. Imagine you're I mean, a year in you with see this, this person. Like I want people to play board games my way. Sean's like, if you're not a perfect person, I'm getting the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you've had mistakes in your life? I'm out of here. Sean's board game is life. <laughs> right. You yeah. imperfect person? <laughs> God, am... you know, it feels great for the shoe being on the other foot for once as far as the perfect person <laughs> comments go. Uh, it's only because I am. I don't know what to tell you. Right. But, but no, no, I'm sorry. Like, there's a, there are certain lines when, when you're getting, like, the blow-up text from, you know, because, like, oh, my God, you're not home. And then they finally relapse drinking because, they're you know, because you weren't at home or whatever. Yeah, like, but did that happen before or after the relapse? Like, the text blow-up thing happened in the midst of this guy getting hammered. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you it was a really bad whatever happened. There was some sort of relapse. you got to keep in mind during this entire thing. he claims that the relapse was because of that, allegedly. No, no, no. I think it was... And I don't believe, not necessarily believe that it was. If it is, that's an even bigger problem. See, I think what was going on is he's trying to get a hold of her, and he's calling her, texting her, whatever. She's not answering. And I'll bet you anything, after like the second or third one, like she didn't answer the phone or whatever, he's standing in the kitchen, and he's probably got like the bottle right there in his phone, right in his hand. And he's texting her, and she doesn't answer, and he sees like red but no answer. And he's like waiting, and then I can't take it. Boom. Yeah, easy, instant fix. Yeah. And, and I, then in the minute he takes a shot, he feels like crap. Another text. Another text getting worse because now uh, judgment's impaired oh, because dude, yeah. all this stuff goes now on it's just and goes forward. I mean, I'm not trying to defend what the guy did or whatever, but I also would like to stay that or state that you don't know the situations uh, other people's gone through. This is part of the reason of talking with him because, like, the idea of him going to prison or whatever and the stalking and so on and so forth, yeah, it sounds really bad when you hear it from the one perspective, uh, and clearly there's enough there, but I don't know. I'm not a parent. If I really loved my daughter and wanted everything in my life to try to be a part of that daughter's life or whatever, what ends of the earth are you willing to go through? I mean, obviously, he's willing to go to jail. Yeah, I mean, Break, if... Breaking a PPO. If a mom is going to deny you that rights or whatever, or however that goes, and I'm sure, like, clearly the court must have justified it because... Well, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to justify. Considering he was probably an alcoholic. Right. And that yeah. was probably the big reason. So you're this alcoholic with impaired judgment, and you want to be part of your daughter's life, but you got in this weird situation. You're trying to find a way out. Yeah, prison made him become sober. Yeah, he's shown no signs of it coming up to this point. Is it a blaring red flag? Yes. It's a huge one. And huge. If anything, now is the opportunity as well that if you do have the discussion about it, all the cards are laid on the table, everybody's on the same page, and now you can be another person to help him as well. I'm not saying that you're the one that has to fix him. No, That's not that what we're saying. That is not what you do. But That's not the way to look at it. Can you be another positive role model or an influence in his life to 
him have another reason to stay sober. Can you be good support? Yeah. It's all about a support system. As I long mean, as you're safe. And, and it doesn't, you know, as, yeah, as long as you're safe. That's, and, that's and number one priority. That's, that is the number one. You and the child safety is the number one priority. Right. And this is where it kind of goes into that interesting thing. I mean, yeah, he didn't talk about this. Kind of a hard thing to bring up. I mean, at what point in time do you bring it up? You'd think before a year. I would say that. I mean, you would think. I don't know. I don't know how this goes. I don't have any, like, I don't have a skeleton so deep in my closet that I'm like. I don't even have a parking ticket. Yeah, no, exactly. Well. I don't even have a speeding ticket. I've had Michigan State parking tickets, but those are all taken care of. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've had zero infractions whatsoever, so I don't know how you bring it up. Yeah, I don't know where you go or how this this gets Shoot, I don't even have an X to bring up. Like, right. yeah, it's like what <laughs> what baggage did you bring to the relationship um childhood of being made fun of for having seven fingers i don't know oh, well, that's all right. i got mine's <laughs> gonna take a couple car trips right uh, it's, it's, insecurities it's, about self-image i'm sorry uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm kind of word space that too because i don't really have like x you know baggage of any sort of right. criminal past to bring up myself okay sorry. a speeding ticket uh, two speeding tickets in my life that's about it i've got tons of baggage none of it criminal the the criminal portion, I, well, I'm like Dudley do right for right, the most yeah. part. This so it's especially now. Yeah, especially <laughs> now, ridiculous. But it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I don't know how you bring that up. I don't know what facet. I know you don't bring it up in the first date. That's not gonna work. That's not gonna fly. I know you're not gonna bring it up on like the first couple of dates or whatever. You take her on a first date, rock climbing. You drop that bomb on her, and then she, you're at the top of the rock. She's trying to get up there. Take my hand. Do you trust me? No. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so much. No. <laughs> Just told me real bad things. Right. I, 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 there's not a lot of trust left in this tank, buddy. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a comedian once that talked about, like, when you go to the first date, he goes, I think everybody should put their cards on the table. You know? Right. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I have commitment issues. I like to see other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am other people. Right. Hey, you know, I'm schizophrenic. I am other people. So, right. like, that was the joke that the comedian said. And, oh, yeah. you know, you throw those cards on the table. It's funny because a lot of us kind of look at it and go, you know, it'd be nice to know. Because you'd like to know if somebody's credit is completely shot because they have $50,000 worth of debt. Right. We've talked about that as That'd well. That'd be really nice to know. Yeah. Didn't uh, realize that my girlfriend brought $150,000 of credit card debt to the relationship. And you do bring this stuff up and not a year into the relationship. Same thing with the felony thing. Right. This is stuff that needs to be brought up. It does at some point. You're not doing it right away. No. And I'm not going to tell somebody that right away, right off the bat, by the way, I've got $200,000 worth of debt. Nice to see you. Oh, you're leaving already? Oh, why? Right. Because I just told you the worst thing about my life right off the bat. Right. Can you get to know me before you under or learn facts about my life that I'm not all that proud of? Well, yeah, because that's it. That's it. I mean, you have to <laughs> get to like somebody first before some well, of these things happen. And here's and the it's thing. not like tricking or whatever. No, but I mean, and there's also the difference here. Like, if you're going to talk about the worst part of your life, let's also talk. Okay, no, no, no. Before you get to this, yeah. If you had a train ran on you in college, like a, I don't know if I want to tell anybody that. Okay, no, <laughs> let's talk about that. If you're a lady and you went to college and you had a train ran on you, you mean the whole frat house came up and did you from behind, right? Oh boy, that's not something you're proud of. Probably not. That's not no. something you're obligated to tell anybody. Probably you're not. You're never actually going to say that to the person you're with. Right. I would hope probably not. 
because not only that, well, but it has no bearing, right? Right. Well, and not only that, but we've had discussions before as well where it's like we don't want to know about your exes. But how is this different? Because you're on a criminal record. Yeah, sure, sure, but it's done. You did your time. Your life is cleared. Right. I mean, no, I'm going to be serious. Yeah, yeah, Honestly, no, how I is this you. any different? Because there are well, still it, some real-world implications there in are. the present day. There are oh, what if you got an STD from the train? Well, that's really bad. Uh-huh. We well, should you know should probably disclose things. the STD. It doesn't necessarily right. have to mean, sure. you because know, you're but in a train here's the thing with but the you f- got to tell them that, hey, I... Being a convicted <laughs> felon, though, like, yeah. there are there are true lifelong there consequences that yes. come from that. And so that's something that you need to discuss as well. Like, you know, if for some reason one half of the... Like, if for some reason my spouse had a felony... Yeah. Then that would be really bad because I enjoy hunting and having things that go boom in, in my, my house. house. Yeah. And if my spouse has a felony, we can't yeah, have, have things that. Things that go boom in the house. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so there's you. there's lifelong things that go along there with that. There are implications that come with it. You're right. I'm yeah, not like trying what kind to. Of, you know, what kind of job do you have? I'm just saying. Because that's going to be a hard to move careers because for some reason that when that pops up every employer looks at that and goes no 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 i'm just yeah. painting a picture here because there does come a certain extent because those people out there are like you should know all these things really should we know everything because there are things about you that you don't ever want to tell anybody else there are definitely things yeah but at the same everybody time, has these well yeah i mean we do but at the same time like there are certain people uh-huh. like when you get in a relationship with them that those walls come down. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And who's to say that this wall wouldn't come down at some point in time? You're a year in the relationship. Right. That's a, that's a pretty that's, big wall to still have up. But it's such a weird thing. It's a big thing. wall for a year in. Well, but that's that's a weird thing. You know, you know, it's a year in. That's not much time. You can go ahead and run. At You're a 35. year in. That's a lot of time. You should have disclosed your entire life's history From by 30, now. 35 to 25. Like we said... A year at a year in a relationship at the age thirty five is a good amount of time because yeah. you've you're you're in that well, time because you're dying you're slowly dying <laughs> on the inside and the outside but, you're getting older grays are showing up and no women love you dude, anymore dude I'm not thirty five and the grays are here <laughs> to stay but you know at twenty five poor Luthy a year <laughs> at twenty five like we've talked about is not a huge amount of time it's significant but it's not a huge amount of time For sure. You know, but we've, I mean, how many yeah. stories have we heard where it's like they're 37, 38, they've been dating for four months and they're going to get married? Yeah. Because it just, at that point mm. in time, they know what they want. Yeah. They, they're aware of things. So these people are about to have a kid together. So, I mean, they should have known things before that. Well, yeah. clearly, but it, it happened. Well, you don't get to change that. No, you don't. But at the same time, if I'm going to engage in that with somebody and there's the opportunity that pregnancy may come out of it, at that point in time, we know a lot about each other. And so she thought yeah. she did. <laughs> obviously, she didn't she did. know everything. Well, that's not her fault. That's not her no. fault. That's him. He held well, no, that back. Not, yeah, no, it's faulting her, obviously. Well, what, are you going to criminal record check everybody that you date? No. Because I'd like to trust somebody. That's I don't expensive. want to have to go through and be like, <laughs> what a lot of things have you gone through? No, but I think, you know, before that Sometimes action you- happens, you do have a real conversation of... You know, if we started a family, what would we do? How would we do this? And, I mean, if you're a convicted felon, can you, like, chaperone a school event for your kid? I don't know. I don't think you can. No, you can't. Because they run background checks on you for a volunteer. Ooh, ah. Hmm. So, I don't, I mean, there's a lot of things that come (laughs) in where it's, 
You know, yeah. I don't no, know. No, I get you. I get you. Like, there is a large portion of this. This is a big deal. It is something that, in my mind, it does need to be brought up. Right. Like, I'm like, not trying to sit there and save this. I'm just trying to give other people a perspective on what that side is like. Right. Because people go, how could you hold back this information easily? Yeah, not Very easily. Yeah, I mean, I, if, especially if it's something he's ashamed of, then, yeah, he's going to do everything he can to hide well, it. And especially if you've done all this work to change your life around. You quit drinking. You've done right. all these things. You're like, I'm a different person. I've tried all this thing i can't get to see my one kid that's all screwed up because that's just done and over with now well not only that but the odds of that conversation coming up or running into people that would know it are going to be slim because your ex-wife and kid live on the other side of the country so it's not like you're going to bump into them at the grocery store no it's just this is this is a weird sort of situation i mean i mean it definitely makes you sit there new Well, I think, you know, also on the back of her mind, she's probably sitting there going, I wish I would have asked more questions. Oh, yeah. Well, have you ever ever gone to jail before? Have you ever beaten an ex? Well, let's see. There's no, well, it did say domestic. It did say domestic. It did say domestic, so it's implied. Well, once again, it comes to that alcoholic sort of thing, and I'm not trying to justify that either, but, like, domestics are terrible regardless of whatever it is. Have you never played a game of Never Have I Ever? I, I hate that game. It's a stupid game. It is, but it can bring up conversation. Not what you talk. You just talk about things. You just have a conversation, yeah. I don't know. I've, I, you do disclose these things. Me, I disclose everything. That's just I, how it goes. That's but the way it should, should be. be. Cards on but the I table. But I also don't have a criminal record that I'm hiding. It makes it so. easier to disclose. Violence no. It's like, I'm more of a cat guy than a dog guy. Yeah. Well, uh... No. <laughs> One time I had to take a wicked dump on the side of the highway. <laughs> right. There was no toilet around. It was real embarrassing. Yeah, I yeah. don't drink anymore because it makes my gut explode. Yeah, it, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink it. Ooh, alcoholic? No, I just, I can't. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to go out for ice cream. Why? You won't like you me if not, I have ice cream. You won't like me if I have ice cream. Right. I am the brown hawk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Turd Hulk. The incredible anal volcano. <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be like the fountains at the Bellagio. Right. Except not that great um <laughs> not something everyone wants to go see <laughs> or smell uh no. for that fact you're like so let's just go ahead what do you do gator what do you do you have a conversation with them deep hard and yeah. that's the way it's got to be someone said something about public place yes. oh yeah have it in a public place Absolutely for sure have it in a public place starbucks whatever you want to have that conversation with him in private or at home or somewhere where because you know what he's done in the past or maybe just have a sponsor there the sponsor knows all this stuff yeah, actually, that's a fantastic idea. So your sponsor, like sponsor can be the mediator. Yeah, this is a that's a perfect great opportunity. opportunity for growth and actually being part of this guy's life. If that's something that you still want, now let me ask you this: This is the last question that comes with this because we got to move on. Right? Do you continue the relationship? Depending on that conversation, man. Depends on the conversation, but you're not willing to close the door yet. I'm not going to slam it shut. Okay. But I'm going to have a hand on the handle. Okay, fair enough, Sean. I'm like at least halfway out the door again, depending Just on how the conversation it. goes. <laughs> They're not perfect. If this one, <laughs> f this, I'm gone. You know, there's a difference between I'm not, you know. They're not perfect, and they've beaten their spouse in the past. I'm just saying. Like, potato, potato. Not, I don't I'm know. I'm not dealing with that. Well, no, the alcohol comment was a crappy one to say, right? That wasn't what I meant. I didn't mean that. Domestics are bad regardless. There's no reason for right. it one way I, or the other. I know, right. but I'm saying, like, no, like, no one's someone who's done, you know, who's laid hands on an ex in the past. I don't care if booze was involved or not. 
I'm probably not inclined to want to stay with that person. I, I do like the idea of change that's there, but I do get what you're saying. That's fine. I don't want to be the guinea pig. Conversation. The next time well, conversation. Well, conversation. Conversation Ch- has to happen. But and before we head into a break as well, Chad puts in his opinion because that's what we want. Yes. And this is good. He says, uh, do it at a Walmart so you know someone's going to whip out a smartphone and tape it if it gets out of hand. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Don't listen to that. Do the sponsor route. It's the best thing for your relationship, possibly. Hey, guys, we've got to take a break. You're listening to Open for Discussion on SouthStateRadio.net. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. Solid State Radio. You get over to a house, you walk over to a door, you start pounding on the door. You say, open up the door, bitch, it's Wolf of with the green teeth. Let me in. Everybody, welcome back to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. I am your host, Adam, the Goat Boy Luffy, and in studio with me is my co-host, Gator Grant. Hi. And Sean Cantwell, as he just... Spills beer everywhere. It's his studio. And cracks it over. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I guess he can kind of do what he wants. Pants aren't his, though. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, these pants aren't yours. These pants aren't yours. <laughs> Who the hell are they then? They're mine. They're my pants. You spilled beer on my pants. <laughs> these are my pants. You don't get to spill beer on them. Don't put beer on my pants. <laughs> A good rule to live by, I find. Generally speaking, these my pants. All right, let's let's go on. We 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 had another thing, another question, and it's more that you realize it's time to break up. So, do you tell them all of the reasons, or like give the main reason, or whatever? You give them the reason why you're breaking up with them, okay. or you just keep it short and sweet. And what I found was really interesting here because talking with a couple of my male friends, this is a male and female division. For the most part, yeah. All the ladies on here, uh, they say keep it short and sweet. Mm-hmm. That was that was down the line, and every guy I've talked to is like, "You tell them." Well, I have an easy answer as to why. Okay. Women, for the most part, will probably go. Well, they'll know the reasons. They feel that way. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I got in kind of an argument with one. And, and guys <laughs> will look an at argument, it and go, "What the hell, I do? Why?" Well, it's I thought everything was fine. It's like you're not what paying attention. That's why. Not. Ooh, I disagree with you on that. No, one. I'm saying that's the mindset that these people will have. Okay. Well, because I was uh, one of our one of our listeners kind of posted things. She said usually when things are coming to a head or coming to an end, you kind of know the reasons why anyway. And I'm sitting here going, <laughs> I okay. I mean, if you want to talk about like so, my last relationship it ended very suddenly. Right. You know, I had like a two week period where she was acting really strange and off, and I tried to figure it out, and then. She she moved out and that was that was the way that kind of went but everything was fine up until that two weeks of things were acting off and i couldn't talk through it or get the reasons out or whatever until yeah. legitimately like a day before she left so mm-hmm. you know that was so no that doesn't really count as knowing their stuff wrong right that isn't really a thing. everything it's, was fine it's the it's the loss of communication yeah. That's really what it comes down to. There was a problem on one end that I was unaware of because if I knew it was a problem... You'd have fixed it. I have tried to. Right. 
was not really a big issue. Uh, so that's that's kind of the thing. Like I I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think sometimes it is. I think if you sit there and you tell somebody to do something over and over and over again and they never do it, yeah. That's the issue. Well, that would be an issue, yeah. And, I mean, the other side of that, and once again, I'm going to go to that side where it's, yeah, you have that moment of, like, you've told them a 100 times and they haven't changed it, so that's a problem. The other half of that is, have you told them the exact same way a 100 times? Because if you have, I get where you're coming from, where your frustration is, because you're saying it the way that you know how. There's always another way to say it. And if you're truly committed to it, figure out those other ways. Well, the other big thing is, is that have you had the opportunity to say that it's impacting the relationship? Right. You know, like you go and say, say, say the stupid fight, whatever it is, is that you're throwing clothes on the floor, right? I mean, I'm trying to come up with something dumb, Yeah, right? something simple it's, and mundane. You, you throw clothes on the floor, you have a hamper, you, why don't you put the God-blessed clothes in the God-blessed hamper? Right. Right. Why don't you do it? You throw the clothes the, on the floor. Constantly. Those are the half dirty clothes. And you, yeah, <laughs> right. Those, those are the ones these wear for a second day. Yeah. Exactly. But you keep on bringing this up. You keep saying it over and over and over again to this person, right? Okay. They should pick up their clothes first of all, just so that you don't have to nag at them, and so that they don't feel like they're being nagged at. Okay. Like honestly, just they should do it out of respect. Right. Okay, it's not a big deal. <laughs> the chat. Steph Beth again. I do this. The clothes on the floor can be worn again. Yes. That's right. But the the big portion here is if this is impacting your relationship, are you telling them that it's impacting your relationship? Or are you keeping it to yourself and just going, they're going to know I'm angry? Well, yeah, because it's a small thing. And they're like, yeah, I put clothes on the floor. Big deal. Not a big whoop or whatever. You know, not a big deal. If you look at somebody and say, you keep doing this and it's making me upset. Okay, Mm -hmm. that should be something to listen to. But now you put it in the concept of, hey, you're doing this, and it's impacting us because I feel differently about you because you're doing this. Right. Now, here's a neat thing, and I'm going to jump into more of a um, personal uh, experience. Okay. Anyway, that'll kind of work without getting too detailed anyway. Yeah. Um, A couple weeks ago, or last week. Who's only last week? Holy crap. Time flies. Right. Um, last week, I and my spouse attended a workshop, basically, called the Marriage Encounter. Now, that's not to say nothing is wrong, okay? No, no. Or they like to do that. stuff like this yeah. because they have a strong relationship we and do. any way to build it. Exactly. Okay. It was suggested to us by another couple or whatever that said, hey, we got some really good stuff out of this. You guys should experience it, too. And we're like, okay, cool. And so we went and did it. And number one, I will tell you, it's absolutely phenomenal. Okay. If you have the opportunity to go to one or whatever, do it, do it, do it, because it's absolutely amazing. Okay. That being said, the number one thing that it was that like, you know, you kind of try to figure out is, is another way to communicate. It's another way to talk to your significant other or your spouse. Um, and so that's why, like, especially last week we got kind of deep and it was like, I'm seeing this from a different perspective, which is really exciting for me because you know, it is what it is. And so seeing this as well as it's like, you told him a hundred times, I get it, but he didn't hear you. No, clearly. Or he just doesn't care. One or the other. Odds are good. He didn't hear you. Odds are good that he didn't hear you. Yeah. Or he doesn't care because he doesn't think it's that big of a deal. Right, which it, it the clothes on the floor itself may not be a big deal. It's but the implication can, of it. What I can say is that the big deal to that person will be how it's affecting that significant other. Yeah. Like, I don't like that you put the clothes on the floor. Oh, I, okay, I'll work on that. 
I don't you like leaving your clothes on the floor makes me upset. Okay, now I'm going to do something because I don't want to make you upset. Or the other idea is the implications of like, hey, you leaving the clothes on the floor means that you don't pick them up. I end up picking them up. It adds to my day by doing this. Right. And it makes me feel like you value my time. Right. Exactly. You know, Which, once you once you tap into that, like, yeah. how it's actually affecting your day. Whether the interpretations of things, it's a very, very large thing. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the point. Like that's why I took a stupid argument, something that's small, right? Because, like clothes on the floor, because yeah. it can compound so quickly. Absolutely. I mean, that's and that's it, because that's how a lot of these things kind of end or right. whatever. And so, when when you talk about like the does the person know? They may, they may not. Like, yeah, I mean, if they're cheating on you, yeah, they know what they're okay, doing yeah. is wrong. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's... That's a bit out of... <laughs> right, you know, that's... Yeah. Yeah, you know. But you made the right point, too, where it's like, I can see where leaving clothes on the ground, not putting in the hamper, can compound. And before you know it, the wife is, or the or, significant well, yeah. other, whatever, is now upset consistently with their spouse because they're going... They don't value my time mm-hmm. because if they did, they would take care of these things. But now, because it takes time out of my day to do this, it also takes time out of my day to do that, and then this and that. And before you know it, it's like that person just doesn't care about what I have to do every day. It, or, I'm not their maid. Let's take it in another perspective. They don't have respect for me. Right. Because I've asked them. I've asked them nicely. I've right. nagged them. I've gone through all the different forms of whatever that is. Right. They don't respect me as a person. And they're getting this out of clothes on the floor. That's, Get, that's is, what I'm saying. What I'm like <laughs> you end up sitting at a table with a lawyer yeah. writing papers for divorce. Because and they're like, well, what all happened? Underwear. Because I forgot to put a pair of jeans in the hamper. That's how minimal. It truly is. Oh, absolutely. That's how small this can get to. It can compound. And this is my point. This is where it gets into a thing. You think it's all out there in the open. Are you really being as transparent? Also, you know, if you are doing the whole uh, passive-aggressive thing, that doesn't help anybody. No. I know she's mad at me. I don't know why. But I don't know what I did. I don't know where, I'm just not going to talk to her. Uh, what? <laughs> or if I do approach you and say, I don't know what I did. I'm sorry. Uh, can can I do whatever to work on it or whatever? And you look at me and go, you know what you did. No, I don't. No, there's a reason I'm asking. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, maybe maybe I should. Maybe I should yeah. know, but clearly I don't. You know, it's there's a lot of different factors or facets involved. Yes, when two people are fighting all the time, mm-hmm. you kind of go, yeah, the relationship isn't working. You're not necessarily blindsided or whatever. Odds are pretty, if you're fighting all the time, odds are pretty good. There is a big breakdown in communication somewhere where you can't communicate to each other in a way that you both understand. And right. that's a huge issue. I mean, there, there are a lot of different bits and pieces where, yeah, you could tell there's different signs or whatever, right. you know, I'll agree to that, but there, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of blindsiding that comes in relationships. And there, there the, can be for sure. If you're talking about, like, well, I've been acting differently for two weeks now, that's not... Two weeks isn't a thing. A couple days isn't a thing. Yes, your partner may notice. Yes, your partner may be freaking out or whatever or trying to change... I don't know. Depends on how that goes, right? Right. They'll probably pick up on that, but they're still being blindsided because before that two weeks, everything was fine, unless there was some sort of catastrophic incident. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, you found out I was sleeping with my secretary? Ah, now you're acting differently? Well, yeah, no crap. You've, you've been boning your secretary, bud. That's, you know, it's on you, great. man. Yeah. That's on you, homie. You screwed that up. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's very weird. It's a very odd thing because it definitely seems to be a battle of the sexes on this. There does seem to be a different thing in, in mind here. You know, people do seem to think that short and sweet. And I get, like, there are certain... <laughs> Sorry, we just had a message from... Uh, a listener as well because my clothes go on the floor right next to hers this equals marital bliss yeah oh, that's fine <laughs> whatever works man <laughs> but like the i think when you when you do the short and sweet thing you are definitely clearing yourself out because you get some female listeners that have talked about a few months later they've changed things that you've named they come back all of a sudden right okay here's another important thing when you do end things you say like hey these are the even if you give somebody reasons you go but you've changed for me i'm not interested right you could change things about yourself it doesn't matter it's ruined at this point yeah once you close the door once you lose (laughs) that spark it's really hard to get the fire going don't get a list of things for them to change on right close the door if you have an entire list of everything that somebody needs to work on and you're not married yeah Odds are good at that point in time that the relationship has lost any kind of, like, meaty portion to it. Yeah, and if somebody comes back and says, I've changed these things, you know, all you have to say is, that doesn't matter. I don't feel this way about you anymore. Yeah, It's great that you change those things, and hopefully that's good for the next person that comes, you know, into your life. But for me, you lost the spark. Right. I'm not going to be able to get that back again. You know, and that's why I said specifically as well, like, if you're not married, obviously, if you have already gone through and you like you are married and especially like, um, you know, my wife and I, we got married young. And so, you know, as we grew older, we grew older a little bit together and you do change as time goes on. Yeah. There's no question. And so you you try to, you know, it can change over time where it's like you never did this before, but now we do. And I don't know if this is really all that great. And so those are things you can work with together sure. because that foundational support is still there. And let's talk about like the breaking breaking it off thing. Yeah. It's, it's We're talking longer relationships. Okay. Because short term relationship if you dated someone for three weeks and you're like hey i'm breaking up with you yeah short and sweet it doesn't matter neither side's truly invested all that much yet it shouldn't matter it doesn't you don't need to give somebody complexes or whatever working out because that's all it comes down to whatever reasoning you have is fine they don't need to be aware of that unless they have like some real big glaring problem now are we are we talking like long-term dating relationships yeah okay specifically specifically because marriage i feel like you have you can't just be like I want a divorce and you're like why and then walk out of the room right like, like that you have to explain I it. want a yeah. divorce why it's not me it's or it's not you it's me yeah that doesn't work uh, <laughs> what no yeah. wait a second no but I mean if you're with somebody for like a year two years three okay. years I think they deserve some sort of explanation you can't just short and sweet if things aren't working out I mean unless it's blaringly obvious to both parties where well, you yeah. guys have or a- clearly you're, if you can listen if you can do the listen I think we're both unhappy here. Right. And I think it's better we move on. Yeah, that's fine. Right. But, but if it's if it's a total blindside for one party to the other kind of thing, then yeah, you owe them well, you don't owe them anything. Let me put that first. You no, don't you owe, I, anybody you owe anybody anything. anything. But I can understand where you may feel compelled to I have a discussion and say, compelled. Hey, we need to have a chat and yes, it's not going to go as well as you probably think it will. 
Well, so, you know, Megan put in a thing where she goes, short and sweet, if they ask why, I'd say, I think we're just not a good fit. You know, we just aren't a good fit. Yeah, but after two years, that's what you say? <laughs> that's a great answer to a three-week relationship. That's Perfect. a great answer for maybe a month or two relationship. Right. You know, hey, we've, we're just not a good fit. This isn't working. Right. You've been together for a year. You've talked about a future together and all this stuff. Everything's been going well. You've been together for two years. Everything's been going well. That isn't an answer. No, it's not good enough. Like, if I were in a dating relationship for two years and the, the other person of the relationship came to me and said, I don't think we're a good fit. We need to break up. Look at him and go, huh? You can go and say, I've changed a lot and I just don't feel like we're on the same path anymore. Okay. That makes sense. Right. It's going to be harder to hear, but it's... You know that you can you can ask questions on that, and you can right. But that's, like, that's just it. we're not a good fit. Why not? I mean, it's a very no. It's that's a very dip- diplomatic answer. That's fine, and it's it works for short term relationships. Hey, it's not you, it's me. I'm not yeah. ready for this. Uh, I don't think we're compatible. Whatever. And to be honest with you, those are realistic answers. If we've been dating for three weeks. And I look at you and say, I just don't see this working out to, you know. Right. That's a fine answer because that's the truth. That's what dating is. Right. You know, but you've been together for a while enough to be a significant relationship. You owe, you don't, you don't owe anybody anything, but they should have the opportunity to know why they're being yeah. left. It just, there, there should be more to it. And also. Well, when, when they've contributed a significant portion of their life to something as well. You know, that's the thing with the relationship is that both parties have put in effort here. And yeah, definitely. And the you know, the other thing is is that I would like the if I have a flaw that's actually going to affect other relationships down the line, mm-hmm. I'd like to know that. Right. So I could change that. Yeah, is maybe it's too core, late for you, but is there a core strand of me that's not actually functioning correctly that I just haven't noticed yet? Am I making the same perpetual mistake? Uh, you're not right. doing me a good job by being like, yeah, I'm going to see you. You know, I yeah. mean, that's fine. That's fine. Like it didn't you... <laughs> work for us. I don't necessarily need it to work for us. But if I have a flaw that is going to cause a problem later on the road. I'd like to know. I'd like to know so I could change yeah. that. That'd well, be nice. And, you know, I think you know, we're talking perfect situations, or at least oh, yes. I'm looking at like perfect situations as well, where, well, you I'm, know, if things aren't working out, that both parties are going to have a discussion and be able to, you know, understand that, no, it's not working out. Okay, what are the issues? How can we still continue to help each other? And I don't think things are necessarily going to end up being perfect. There's a lot of high emotions and high stress or whatever during right. these times, and there's a lot of different things. You do have to know your partner. If there's tendencies of not good things then right. yeah short and sweet might be the way to go just because not good things right you know um, but at the same time like we i saw someone else say closure is a big thing it's and a huge thing yeah to be able to give the other part of the con- or the other part of the relationship closure you know like i mean i know you've been through it <laughs> you know where it's like i don't like what happened yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I had, eh, yeah. Closure is a huge thing, and timely manner is a huge thing because 
there's a lot of portions that come with that. I don't I don't need to get into that right. one. That's we're not a we're not trying thing. to deep into um, it. I, but it's it's you do need closure. Otherwise, you're kind of left wondering. Well, you know, is the door still open? Do I keep going with this? Oh. How do I do this? What do I what did I do that was right. wrong? It just constantly constantly circulates in your head. Right. You can never just, get it past goes it over and over and over again because. You didn't get an opportunity to go, oh, I really muffed that up or whatever the case might be. Right. You know, it's, it's, I just, I feel like it is kind of an important thing there. Well, and I think as well, like, you know, in the relationship world where if there's nothing actually bad happening and it's just simply we, we're just not working out well or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. At the same time, it's not that you hate that person. I think you still have you know you still care for them and you still want the best for them and the reasons you know when you do that and i agree like yeah it it should be that you still care about that person because you're ending a relationship you did actually care about them for a little bit there you shouldn't hate dude if you hate the person that you're breaking up with you should have been broken up a long time yes i mean my god unless they cheated on you in which case once again that bypasses all of this because you don't need a reason the reason's the secretary chad Uh, also wants to make sure that everybody knows you said muff (laughs) yeah muffed it up (laughs) that's the thing he just said huh Goat said muff. You know, like a vagina. Were we getting too real Um, with things there, Stiff Biff? Was that the problem? (laughs) He wants to go back to dongers. But, uh, okay, let's go to another thing here, right? Um, The reasons. Give, like, a substantial... Like, it doesn't have to be every little dumb reason. You don't need, like, a whole book on it. Right, don't pull out a notebook. Yeah, it doesn't like, have to be like a chore list. <laughs> Things oh you need God. to work on. Uh, you right. do not say thank you enough. You're ungrateful. You smell right. bad after this. You really shouldn't eat dairy, but you do quite a bit. And, you know, this right. happens. I don't like the way you brush your teeth. It's annoying. Right. It's loud. It's repetitive. You really need to work on these things. I'm helping yeah. you. If you, no. come, <laughs> if you come to the conversation with a notebook of things that you have prepared to say as to why you're breaking up with somebody. That's not good either. But, don't do oh, that. Oh, man. No, it just the the main reason it could be a drifting apart thing it could be this like just <laughs> give imagine? somebody something of Can significance you imagine yes like hold on i gotta get to that page in this notebook of things <laughs> also if it is because their nether regions don't smell that great that's not a good thing to bring up either gross <laughs> oh, that's gross. Well, you know, I, I think maybe it was due to youth at that time. But well, some, Was that a reason thrown at you or a reason you threw out? That was a reason I threw out. Oh! I'm, uh... Oh. Hi, I'm Adam the Goat Boy Luthi, and I've learned <laughs> by a lot of mistakes, and I haven't right. always said the nicest stuff in the world. But at least he keeps it real. <laughs> uh, I keep it real, real stupid. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to know. I, I, that may not have been a great question to ask, but I had to know. Well, no, I wasn't, but, you know, it, it was truth. That was the and truth. It didn't happen at one point in time. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Wounds have healed from that one. I would hope so, because uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, you know. Either that or they found somebody they like for who they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what it was. All I can say is that afterwards my car smelt in the strangest way ever. That's weird. Um. <laughs> Gross. Now know more things about me than I have. Right. Anyway. Did you want to go down this road today? <laughs> well, I've already been down at the road. The name of the road. Oh, jeez. The road was in the pier. Oh, of course it was. Of course. Of course yeah. it was. There's a subdivision on it now. They named the road Peter's Path. <laughs> I specifically. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
How great is that? Right. So if you ever found any domers in that loud or whatever, my bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> um. So anyway, this there was an actual topic that came with this, and it, it involves like a. It's a I, should I tell my girlfriend that her family is the main reason for ending the relationship? Yeah, you should. And that's the big yeah, portion like, of it. Well, like we've talked, you need to have you need to be able to give somebody closure. Absolutely. You know, help the person be able to move on as well. Well, and and I want to break this down. We got to take a break. Yes, we do. And so there's a reason why I ask this question. It's a larger question in general. This is an easier topic. We'll get through it on the other side. You're listening to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. We'll be back after this. Tattoos are more than art. They tell a story, your story. And Beyond the Chair Tattoo Studio in Shelby Township understands that. Whether it's your first tattoo or your 10th, a touch-up or a cover-up, Beyond the Chair is here to help you express yourself. And their five-star rating shows they've got the skills to do that better than anyone else. Beyond the Chair also offers body piercing. You can walk right in or set up an appointment. Give their artist a call at 586-799-7293. Beyond the Chair is located on Van Dyke Avenue, just south of 21 Mile in Shelby Township. Hi, my name is Zach Willett, and I work at Woodship's Real American Barbecue in downtown Lapeer. We serve delicious, scratch-made food that we're proud of, from our slow-smoked meats to our hand-cut fries. We work hard to make sure you get the very best. We want everyone who walks through our door to enjoy our amazing barbecue and have the kind of service that makes you feel like family. So come on in and let us serve you a great experience. Wood Chips, your everyday family barbecue. Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. You just can't keep a good show down. The Sessions Concert Series is back. How you doing? This is Adam from Solid State Sessions, and on Saturday, March 27th, I'll be hosting the Sessions Concert Series. It's all taking place at the Corona Road Bar in Flint. On stage are two great bands that I play on Sessions, from Metro Detroit, the Stepmothers, and from Saginaw, the Screaming Casanovas. The show starts at 6, and the bands play till 9. So get out to the Corona Road Bar in Flint on March 27th to check out the Stepmothers and the Screaming Casanovas. Support local music. Hey everybody, this is the hitman Brett Fortney. And I'm Todd Gilbert. Join us every Wednesday night exclusively on Solid State Radio for Hanging with the Hitman. Every week we'll be discussing music, movies, pop culture, current events, basically anything that's going on or anything that comes to mind. So turn it up, come hang with us. There's no better place to hang than with the hitman. Available exclusively on SolidStateRadio.net or the Solid State Radio app. Available on all Android and iOS devices. Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology.
group. It's Uncle Salem here. Join me every Saturday on SolidStateRadio.net and every Thursday on Spock Rock Radio for Blank Generation. Punk, metal, weirdness, and all kinds of mayhem. See you there, 6 p.m. Saturday. When you want to unwind, Cascadin Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascadin Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascadin Lounge. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. If you like live music, and I mean really like live music, then you'll like Corona Road Bar in Flint. The CRB has featured live rock for decades with no plans on slowing down. Great drink prices and a warm atmosphere will give you the best live music experience. You'll find the CRB at 3110 Corona Road in Flint. Here's what's going on this weekend at Corona Road Bar. Live music is back at the CRB. Join us on Thursdays for Jam Night, then come out on Fridays and Saturdays for live music from 7 to 10. More info on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bar. Welcome back to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. I want to read through this real quick because I want to finish this. I want to do the next topic because things have been, we've been long-winded lately and it's crazy. We are. I, I mean. Brought us back with Scott just to get us back on point. So should I tell my girlfriend that her family is the main reason that I'm ending the relationship? He's 26. She's 26. Yes. I've made a decision to part ways with my girlfriend. I don't want to simply say it's over and walk away. I'm not trying to read out an essay either. But I want to at least let her know why I feel it is not a good fit in a few sentences. I just, I mean, not to interrupt because we are going to interrupt again, though. We just had, like, the greatest delivery ever. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it smells incredible. It's so much yeah. better in here now. <laughs> yeah, so much better. Uh, one of these reasons is related to her family. My girlfriend is incredibly close to her mom. She's always lived at home. I don't believe there is anyone, romantic partner included, that could come close to being as important to my girlfriend as her mom. The issue is that my girlfriend bends over backwards, allows herself to be gaslighted, and hurts herself because of this intense attachment she has for her mom. As an example, her mom was worried about my girlfriend talking about her in therapy. Her mom, even in front of me, gave my girlfriend the silent treatment and it made it extremely uncomfortable to be around her. My girlfriend tried to explain that she wouldn't talk about her in therapy. Sounds like she needs to. Uh, But her mom said she couldn't trust her. After a week of this, my girlfriend suspended therapy indefinitely. Uh Uh-oh. So, without explicitly saying so, her mom stopped my girlfriend, a frontline health worker during a pandemic, from accessing therapy. Wait. 
And at the same time, my girlfriend started to internalize these ideas of untrustworthiness that she wasn't being fair to her mom. How? Oh, After really? a few painful discussions where I was sometimes dismissed because I don't know what I'm talking about. Right, because he's not a professional in this. Yeah, or I don't know the whole story. I at least made it to a point where my girlfriend stopped believing it was 100% her fault. Well, at least he got a little bit further with it. This happened a few months ago, and now every minute I have to spend at my girlfriend's house is mentally and emotionally taxing. I have to pretend that I'm okay with my girlfriend's mom is manipula manipulative and deeply hurting one of her kids. I have put on the good boyfriend act constantly, and I don't feel like I can ever talk about it anymore with my partner because she thinks it'll get better if we move in together. But I cannot imagine 26 years of behavioral patterns improving suddenly with a bit more distance. We'll still be in the same city if we move in together. It obviously doesn't address the underlying issue, and because my girlfriend wants her mom to continue to be a centerpiece in her life, I feel like moving out is likely to change very little. It, it won't change a thing. No. If anything, it's going to push her closer to her mom. All this has definitely made me become more distant in the relationship. I'm just not excited to spend time with my girlfriend because her family is always around, and even when we get out, I can't stop thinking about how toxic behavior that goes unaddressed. I also think that about integrating my life into that web, and all it does is give me anxiety. It's strange. All my serious relationships have been with people with distant families and hated me for racial reasons. It definitely wasn't fun, but because my partner had very little contact and minimal relationship with their family, it actually wasn't that terrible to navigate. My current girlfriend's family absolutely loves me, but it's oppressive. I feel like I'm dating a family as much as I'm dating the woman. Mm. Yeah, that's probably happening. So this is this is kind of the interesting part, right? Like you're at a point now where you're looking at it. I, I don't think you're at least at a point where you don't think it's salvageable. You think it's done. <sighs> you're at least you're contemplating that. It sounds like just being yeah. around the, the partner, it's taxing at this point. Oh, it's definitely taxing. So you've let the whole emotions kind of fester and get up and get in the way here. Right. How do you move? Like, so, but this is important. You know, you've been together for a while. It's been a big thing. Do you, do you walk away? You just go, well, short and sweet, done. Or do you tell this person because their lives are being affected by this family thing, this nonsense that's going on? I think you owe it to yourself. Like, not to anybody else, but you owe it to yourself. Okay. To be able to say what is actually on your mind and what your true feelings are. Um you know, I mean, well, I don't know how well this actually works, but Chad even posted a line. And he goes, uh, "The best pre or the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior." Yeah, good old Doctor Phil, but he ain't wrong. No, he's not. He's not. And I think in these situations, when you truly care about the person, when you like, it's obvious that he actually cares about the, you know, this girl. Yeah. He cares about her because he's noticing things and he knows things aren't going to get any better for her, and he's not. He wants to help her, but he, she just won't take the help pretty yeah. much. At the same time, you know, everyone, we, we talk about closure, and that closure is good for the other side. You know, yes. that is true. Closure is good for the side doing it too. Closure is good for both sides. You need that all around so it gets wrapped up. And Right. And you need to be able to say why. Well, normally I like to try to, I, I don't necessarily sugarcoat things, but I try to say, don't be mean about it. That's right, generally right, my yeah. thing is don't be mean about it. Right. I mean, you're not you're not going to come to the table to say things and be like, okay, listen, I'm breaking up with you, but I got to get some crap off my chest before I actually say it. And like, don't be that guy. Yeah. 
you and know. No, generally that's a bad case. But in here, I'm giving you the green light. I'm giving yeah. you the green light to put it all out there because this person needs to hear this. They do, but you still need to... You can't to, say it in a mean way. Right, you can't yeah, come obviously. walking in with big old, you know, stomping boots and make a bunch of marks. Ah, she's terrible, all this other right. stuff. Right, no, you but know, you need to... She needs to hear what you have to say. But you have to break it down. You have to look at her and be like, listen, I really liked you. I liked everything about our dynamic, but right. it's ruined and yeah. the thing that's ruined it is your mother, your well, family dynamic here. And, I mean, the hardest part, and it will be the hardest part for you to say, well, and sure. it will be the hardest part for them to hear as well, where it's one of those, when you get into a spot where you're upset or yeah. you can't figure things out or whatever it may be, who do you call? Who do I call no, personally? No, that person. That like person, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would they call? Who would you call? I mean, yeah. you ask them, it's like, who do you call? Well, I call my mom, right? It's like... That's the initial problem. Yeah. Is that in that relationship, if you're going to have a serious relationship, it's one of those, if you're having an issue and the initial person you want to call is your mom to figure it out and it's not me, we have an imbalance here. This is the right. core of the problem is it's simply, do you trust the person you're in the relationship with, with those things to be able to bounce those ideas, to be able to work through it together? Or are you always running to somebody else? Because if that's the case, then he's 100% right. He doesn't have a relationship with her. He has a relationship with her family. Absolutely. But, I mean, just talk about the idea of she's seeing therapy and the mom quits talking to her because she's afraid that in therapy she's going to talk bad about her mother. The mom needs to get over stuff real quick. The yeah. mom is toxic here. Well, absolutely. This is, but this is my point. How do you like you watch somebody give up something that's only there? The only purpose of therapy is to make you better because you're going through things. Right, is to help. Yes, yeah. that's the whole point. Is that you need help and you are seeking it and you stop doing it because, because you're worried about your mom's opinion of you. Well, because your mom stops talking to you well, altogether. Mom yeah. will talk to you again. Mom will. I'm you sorry. would think. Like, how many stories have we heard where it's like mom and dad have never tried to contact me ever again? Well, we had one last week. No, no. We didn't have a topic last week where mom and dad never tried to contact ever again. Yeah, we did. We had a topic last week where mom and dad attempted to contact after. Yeah, after she died. But still. Never tried to contact her ever again. See, they didn't the, even go to her funeral, as far, as far as we know, they never tried. We know that they didn't go to the funeral, but as far as we know, they never tried to contact her again. I don't believe it. I don't think that that's actually what happened. I think that, I mean, I can't imagine having two kids myself. I cannot imagine, even in the worst of situations, me never go or me looking at one of my children and going, I never want to talk to you again. You're dead to me. I can't imagine that. Like, my kids could be the worst scum in the world. Like, absolute worst. Make the sure. gravest, horrible decision. And, Terrible human being. Yeah, all that. I still want to go talk to him. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm not fair. sitting there to tell him, like, everything's okay and you're still good. Like, no, no, no. I'm not saying that they're, you know, going to be fine. But it's, no, I'm still your parent. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You all know, right. and so at the same time, though, it's a different mentality. If one of my kids was like, I feel like I need to go to counseling because of this <laughs> yeah, and that. I was about to say. I'd be like, okay, do you need some money to pay for it? Like, I will help you. Right. You're also <laughs> a supportive and good parent that isn't going to be like, you can't go to therapy because you're going to trash talk me and they're going to find out right. I'm the reason for yeah. you being screwed up. Yeah, right. they're, 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 that, they're more worried about 
They're you know, oh my image. god, someone might talk, you know, say something unflattering about me than they are about the health and well-being Which of is their kid. The weirdest thing in the world. Like because I'm she's more t- con- concerned about the, the my how I look to other people than to the actual well-being of my right. kid. Then you're a crappy parent. But it's not other people. It's a licensed therapist. Right. Which it doesn't ever leave the room. No, it right. doesn't. I mean, like, that's the thing, too, is, you know, I've had people in my life that have gone to different counseling and things like that that are close to me to the point of, like, you know, would they talk about me at a counseling session? I don't know. Maybe. I have no freaking clue what they talk about, and I don't ask. It's like, if I was meant to know, you would would call me. They would tell me, yeah. But you don't, and so that's fine. And, you know, if you're concerned about it, like... Stop being so self-centered. Yes. Like, that's all this is, is the mom thinking everything in the world is about her. Absolutely. And that, you know, she's the the mom that can handle everything and fix everything. But heaven forbid my the view of me to somebody else out there that isn't controlled by me is negative. Oh, heaven forbid I'm the negative one. It's like, stop caring so much about yourself yeah. and start caring about your kids a little bit more. And understand how good it's going to be if, you know, you actually put your kids above your own self-image. Yeah. You know, it's like... No, it's, it's, I agree. It's, it's a toxic so frustrating. Thing. That's why I give this guy credence to go ahead and just say everything that is on your chest. Get it all off. You need it's to gonna say It's going to be better for you, and she needs to... Your, your ex or soon-to-be ex needs to hear it. She does. The only way she's going to get better is if she hears it. And if it doesn't work, then hey, whatever. But you at least gave it your all. You tried yeah, your best. You did and everything you, did the you thing could. That you cared about. Exactly. So yeah, you approach it. You say it gently. Yes. Obviously, you're not out there to cause more harm. You don't want to cause. You don't more look harm. at her and say your mother's a whore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not looking. You're, well, yeah, because you're not coming at this person with you know, you're you're hurt by them and you're trying to you know make them feel as bad as you felt. Like you still presumably care about this other this person you and you know, are trying not, to it's not menace daggers are trying to exa- harm you're exactly. just trying to get like, this to she's yeah. to figure out i mean, I mean you know, that's lay it to her straight but don't like you know, don't be an a-hole about it obviously but clearly this is information that she really kind of needs to know like if she doesn't realize that she's in a toxic relationship with her parents and whether it'll we either she'll respond in the positive and you know, okay, maybe there, there, there's a problem here, or she'll you know never want to talk to you again. Either way, it needs to be said. Oh, You've done all you can at that point. Absolutely, and I agree 100 percent there. Let's go ahead and move on from this because yeah. that's 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 the gist of it. You just lay lay it all out there. Have to. Have to. Um, you sound so much better now. By you the do way. so much better. I, I after EQ'd you for a minute. Oh, fantastic! Because you sounded like you were in the other room for yeah. a long time, and then I. I thought it was the microphone, but then I, I helped you. Appreciate that, game. <laughs> yeah, no, I really want you to just come through clear. Yeah, everyone at home impact. is like, oh my gosh, I can hear him now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a long one. This is ridiculously long, and I want it done. I wanted this off my phone because I'm sick of it. You're sick okay? of so basically he's going to read out the question, we're going to take a break, and then come back. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably, <laughs> probably about the way it's going to go, yeah. So, okay, 31, 33. Okay, that's the ages, right? 31, 33. 33. Okay. Yep. So my husband was stuck in a Dallas during the storm, the snowstorm. Husband right? is 33? Husband is 33. Okay, now we know. Dude, M33F31. Yes. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. 
So two weeks later, <laughs> I found out he spent the time with his ex-girlfriend, and like at her house. He okay. Say it one more time. My husband was stuck in Dallas during the snowstorm. Two weeks later, I found out he spent the time at his ex-girlfriend's house. Did they not talk for two weeks? If it was truly an emergency solution, why did he lie? He lied? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, so both my husband and I grew up in a town called Denton, northwest of Dallas. We went to the same high school, but didn't connect until after college when we were both living in a new city. I thought we had oh, an that's am- strange. Had an amazing marriage. Dude, life is weird. <laughs> Cops theme song. <laughs> For backstory, I couldn't stand him in high school. He was part of a group that... In- Included his ex-girlfriend, who had been my literal enemy since grade school. Almost everyone oh. from high school got along when we see them, but she remained. <laughs> she was the popular girl. Mm-hmm. She remained truly evil, and our one. feud would go right back every time we'd go oh back to Denton. Oh my gosh, man! Put high school behind you, would you? He used to tease me for it, but I didn't care. I hated her. Fast forward to the massive storm. It just so happened my husband was in Dallas that week for work. I don't remember the exact day now, but he called me, said power was out, he had no cell phone battery, his flight had been canceled, and he was going to try to make it to see friends in Denton about an hour away. When he finally made it home, he said it all went okay, but was actually uneventful. (laughs) I took that to mean... (laughs) Yeah, sure was your big guy. Holy crap. I took that to mean he didn't want to talk about it. No problem. I was happy. He was safe and home. So fast forward to yesterday. The gossip had gotten around Denton and back to me that he had never made it out of Dallas. And he'd actually stayed at his ex-girlfriend's place, who lives in Dallas proper now. I was so angry in my head, almost exploded because I felt so deceived. (laughs) My arch enemy. Yes, I called my best friend in Denton to ask her what she knew, and she told me that his ex-girlfriend had been in town and and casually mentioned that my husband shacked up with her and was his storm buddy. Quote, unquote, from Stiff Biff as well. Uneventful. Uneventful. Yeah. I was so angry, I almost packed up, moved out, but I waited for him to get home, and he was calm, and I wasn't. He said the situation in Dallas was so bad, the roads were impassable, that he would have died had he tried to make it to Denton. I believe him. I, I do, too, because we saw the national we coverage. We saw everything that went on, and I do believe him that it's potential he would have crashed or been stuck in a ditch if he tried to drive. He said her apartment was in walking distance to where he was and she was the absolute last resort. He said they agreed right off the bat that because of the history that he would stay in totally separate rooms the entire time he was there and not be in the kitchen together. Wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to call. We're getting through this. I'm, no, we're not. I'm sorry, but like I'm going to call up an ex-girlfriend, say, hey, I'm stuck in Dallas from the snowstorm and all that, but I need somewhere to stay. But before this, let's preface this right now. I really, like, here's the thing. You're, you're, we're going into this? Right. There's an update to this. So I want so you to excited. keep talking because I'm so this is excited for the oh, update. He's going to go and show you but, up now. I mean, like, how do you just immediately walk in the doors like, hey, thanks for having me over. By the way, we're not sleeping in the same bed tonight. Well, let's keep in mind the wife's posting this. <sighs> Come on. Like, we're not even going to be in the kitchen at the same time? Like, what if we both want a cup of coffee? Right. No, yeah. 
Like, Seems ridiculous, right? Right. Like something somebody wouldn't actually say, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and Chad says, if this is his old stomping grounds, you're telling me he doesn't have one guy he could call instead? He's in Dallas, not in Denton. Yeah, he's in Dallas, not Denton. This isn't his old stomping ground. This is his, I mean, technically it's his old stomping ground because it's his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, technically, he stopped the hell out of that. Uh, I asked why he didn't tell me, and he said he's never seen me as mad as I get to anything relating to her, except for things relating I mean, to if her. If you know that's going to happen, why don't why you just sleep in your car? In, and he felt yeah. it was best to be honest and answer my questions, but I never asked if he made it to Denton or who he stayed with. So he just, you know... And lie by uh, a mission, right? Yeah, that's so, still really bad. I'm yeah. hot under the collar. Yeah, I'm telling you right now that I. I'm so excited for this. Over this, too. angry doesn't even begin to describe how I feel. But I don't want to make any rash decisions because I'm angry. What do I do from here? Why did he lie? Dude, did she? Oh. I don't know, and. Uh, I don't want to ask what she does because I don't want to hear the update yet. Well, so there's there's also an edit because. She's not spoken to my husband, or I'm staying in our second uh, bedroom because I'm so angry and I'm afraid of what I might say to him. Oh, but second I, bedroom. Yes. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, but I woke <laughs> up to this email from He's her. He's used to that by now, right? whatever. <laughs> but I woke up to this email from her. The names are changed. Deanna, oh, my gosh. I why? really need to apologize to you for my actions over the past few days, and I think we should clear up the air about recent events. <laughs> Uh, your friend let me know how angry you are with Tony, which is the husband, because he stayed in my apartment during the storm. I also assume this means that you are angry with me. She also told me you are thinking about leaving him over this. I don't know what you've heard or what Tony has told you, but I swear on my children nothing has happened between us, and he only stayed with me out of pure necessity. I understand how bad this looks, especially considering our history, but before you do something stupid and leave a great guy, at least hear me out. You probably don't know that the reason that he, he and I broke up is because, or no, her her current husband oh, that okay. she was with broke up is because he cheated on me with multiple women. It broke me in ways you can't imagine. So I completely understand how you are feeling, suspecting something happened. It hurt me so bad I swore I would never make another woman feel like that. You are no exception to this. Wait a minute. So... The this is the ex girlfriend writing the yes, email, correct? Writing the email. Okay, and the ex girlfriend said that her like her ex husband that she just had or whatever just broke it off, cheated on her with multiple women. That's why. Oh, okay. So she I would, thought it was like, well, the reason we broke up back in the day was that yeah, no, right. yeah, because your current husband cheated on me so much. Right. Yes, that would really put someone's mind. Well, at ease, and not right? only that, but Chad puts in here as well his quote from the ex: "He's a great guy." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want to hear that from, from an ex. No. You know, but it's people your, maintain relationships. But it's your, I mean, obviously. I don't care. The relationship she has with this gal is like freaking, you know, Lex like, Luthor and Superman. Right. Like, the few people, like, who hate each other, like, hate each other more than, like, anybody else in their lives. I don't think that's really the, the vote of confidence I, she I thinks it is. But I don't care. I don't care. You're talking about a friend group that has gone back since elementary school. I mean, it's They've obvious that the good friend friends. group is really close still somehow. Everybody's still super close. That was still part of his friends and friend group the entire time. Yes, there's a history there, but it's not like the ex that he banged with and was with for like three years but isn't related into any of this. There I mean, is actually childhood history here. I'm not saying there isn't childhood history. All I'm saying is that, like, if for some reason my wife had an ex, 
Sure. Okay, and that person emails me and goes, hey. Yeah, because you heard stuff, and the rumor around town now is that you're leaving the husband over this. Which, how has that rumor gotten out? Because they live in a small town, and they're a tight-knit community. And how did it get around the first place? Thank and they you. stayed there for the whole week, the two Thank weeks. Thank you. There's the first question. Like, how small a town are you living in? Because I've heard of Denton. Denton's not that small of right. a town. Denton's not small. It's like a suburb of Dallas. I mean, like, right. seriously, it's like, not like a, we're sm- talking yeah, like Lapeer. Like, ha- we're talking. Like, yeah, but you know how big Boston is? Oh, it's huge. Right. Everybody in Boston knows everybody in Boston somehow. Well, I mean, how the hell does that work? That's different. Did you hear about Jimmy shat in someone's car? That's the thing is everyone out there is Jimmy, Eddie, yeah. Paul. Well, Eddie and Paulie went down to yeah right, no exactly. <laughs> they're not they don't know everybody it's just everybody's named the same damn thing no, that, right <laughs> what's Eddie yeah every Eddie, group's got a Paulie and a Sully somewhere little Eddie little Eddie not yeah. big Eddie but little Eddie little right. Eddie with the crooked nose yeah not big uh, Eddie with the giant schlong right <laughs> exactly uh, I, uh. let me get through this because you guys are I mean insane okay um so anyways. God damn it. I, you lost your spot. Well, you? yeah, no, yeah, because I'm, I'm getting pissed. I'm literally getting pissed now. Uh, I love Tony uh, for all he was in my life and for the friendship we've maintained, but I have the utmost respect for his marriage. Even with me and your history, Tony called me stuck in the middle of downtown, a dying cell phone. It turns out he was minutes away from my apartment. He initially came over to charge his cell phone and make calls. Things got worse. He couldn't make it to Denton, so I offered him to stay with me. I was insanely busy those two days, so he maybe said two words to each other the whole time he was there. He stayed in my son's room. Absolutely nothing happened. I don't know what's going on in your house right now, but I hope this jives with what Gregory told you. I know he was open and honest with you like he's always been, and I hope my accounting of events clears your head up a little bit. I would never cheat with your husband or any man. I know the hurt. Well, that's nice of her to do. I still think it's weird. Yeah. I just think it's weird because it's not like they've had a relationship to send and communicate. Like these two women. No, I mean, but like I said, if things get back, this is the weird thing. <laughs> Who the hell is this Gregory guy? That's one of the wife's friend. In fact, that's it. The wife's friend right. that she called up was a male friend. You notice this? Yeah. Exactly. You don't find any of this suspect? You don't I mean, find the pot calling the so kettle many. black? Well, and I mean, I don't think you're the only one in this boat. Like, um, Chad even says, his phone was dying, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Which I I still don't get, like, okay, I understand that it was not a great storm, and they were stranded, and he had to have somewhere to go, or whatever it may be. If the only choices I have are sleeping in my car, or staying at an ex-girlfriend's house while my wife is at home, guess where I'm sleeping? Yeah, I'm taking my chances in the car. I am in my car. Did you maintain a good friendship? Like, here's the difference. I don't care. I'm staying in my car. You know what? You should care. I you don't. should no no shut up. You should care. <laughs> you should care because Ooh, you got girl fired up now. Yeah, because you keep cutting me off. <laughs> anyway, the point is you're in a good relationship, right? I am. You and your wife talk about everything. We do. You could stay in another woman's house because you actually would call your wife and say, I'm staying at this person's house. You would explain the situation, it would be good. 
Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you call your wife and tell her that? There isn't I, any I reason just, to have not done that, other than obviously you knew she'd be pissed if you were there, but no, she's gonna I be pissed if she finds out after the fact. See, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the concern of if my wife is gonna get pissed or not. Like that's that's not the concern I have. The concern I have is that why would I want to go back and have a relationship with this person? Because like, you're still friends. Well, we're an ex. No, we, but we, you're still friends. No. You see, you have a different perspective because do. you don't believe exes can be friends. This is a no, childhood no, I do friend. Think, I do think they can. I'm not saying that I want to have a slumber party. <laughs> it's a yeah. free place to stay in the middle of a snowstorm so that shut down car. the state. So is my car. You can't sleep in your car for two weeks. Two weeks? He was there for two weeks. Oh, my gosh. And, and they... Wait. Now, wait he a didn't okay. call her in two weeks? To tell, like, he didn't call his wife for two weeks? I thought it was, like, two days. Also, a, you could imagine oh our drive back to Denton gosh. in literally <laughs> two the, weeks. The whole place was shut down for two weeks. Oh, we need to take a break. Do you remember this? We need yeah, to- but the... There, there's a lot of things oh. I don't understand about Texas oh, that we this. don't have time to get into. No, that's fine. I'm going to read the update when we get back. I'm yes. going to read the update, and I hope you both are jackasses. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Open for Discussion on <laughs> you both. <laughs> Solid State Radio. Welcome back to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. I am your host, Adam the Gopoy Luthi, and in studio with me is my co-host, Gator Grant. Hi. And Sean Cantwell. We've been eating food. Yes. Station manager bought us pizza. Woo! <laughs> love pizza. And so during the breaks, we're eating like as quickly as humanly <laughs> possible. Shoving food we down realize, my throat. <laughs> we realize the commercials are coming up, and we're like, Oh, chew! Damn it, 30 <laughs> seconds! <laughs> right. Never had the word swallow go through my head more times in... You know, the meaning of just hurry up and get ready to talk. (laughs) Not since I went to Catholic school. Oh! Um, Anyway. And there... Welcome back, everybody. Well, geez. (laughs) It's not for kids. Anyway. We mentioned this is an adult-oriented show. Yeah. So... (laughs) Well, I think they freaking know now. Yeah. (laughs) I would say so. (laughs) So, we're getting heated, and we're talking about this guy who stayed with this... uh, (laughs) Mostly you're getting heated. Yeah, We're just you're you guys laughing are at jackasses. You. I don't, you know, I'm gonna wheel your ass out of here. I think I think the only thing Good we luck. truly need clar- clarity on in this one before we read the update, yeah, is did he stay at the ex's house for two weeks, or was it two weeks before the ex, or two weeks before his wife found out? Uh, I think it was uh, because they because she says something about two days. And right. They, like, did he keep it from her for two weeks, and then now she found out? Or did he, he was gone for, like, a week or two weeks. Was he really? Yeah, it was two weeks later, I uh, found out. Yes, he was gone for a week. So he it could have been a, a couple of days. Couple. It could have been oh, for an entirety of a week. I mean, I get that it shouldn't matter. Or a matter. work week. 
Like, I get that that shouldn't be a significant thing because one night would be the same as six, you know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, if you, here's the thing. I don't understand this because, like, if you think that your guy's cheating, here, here, no, here's the truth. Here's the truth. You think your husband's going to cheat on you. That's why do you think the amount of time matters? Right. That's exactly what she thinks. Because, let's be honest, if he goes and visits her, I mean, 15 minute quickie in the back, right. real quick, real done. But to say, if, if the, True. the intention was to cheat, they wouldn't need two weeks to figure it out. No, they wouldn't need a day, they wouldn't need a night. No. So, okay, what's the update, though? What's the edit? Or okay. update or whatever. Okay, so the the update is yeah, well, she's apologizing for her long, you know, whatever. update and Don't everything. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that probably did. Uh, okay. So, okay, she goes on with this, all right? What the last post updated on really what went down? Maybe it happened the way it did, and how we plan on handling things in the future. One thing I probably may tickle truth, you guys, with my last post is how angry I'm capable of getting. Okay, I probably approach maybe a step over the line into rage. I'm not proud of this at all, and I think this episode shows me how much my actions have hurt the people I love. My husband is six foot four, jujitsu guy. I'm five foot two, though he loves me. He's very afraid of me. Yeah, Chad says she killed him. <laughs> that was <laughs> very sad, eye-opening realization. I'm going to figure out to correct my issues. So she's she's what's in that hole that was dug between the two houses <laughs> so what he says happened is he checked out of his hotel on his way to the airport when he got a notice that his flight was canceled okay okay his iPhone charger was not working it's very afraid he called me to let me know that he wouldn't be home and started making calls back to the hotel who were already full and to people who he knew in the area he got in touch with our friend John who said that his ex-girlfriend lives two minutes away from where he was in the downtown area. Okay. So he called her and said he could come over, asked if he could come over and charge his phone, figure things out. He got to her apartment, called my parents, my brother, my sister's husband, and all advised him to stay off the roads and not to try to make it to Denton. Well, of course. He made more calls, but as the situation got worse, it became clear to him he should probably just stay put. Deanna said the kids were with their dad and he could stay in his son's room. He said they didn't really interact because she was very busy with work and making sure her kids and family were okay. I asked him why he didn't tell me, and he basically said that he was terrified how I would react and felt it would be better to lie by omission than risk me getting angry. Never. Especially with my history with the uh, ex. So we had a long talk, and be honest with him that I probably would have been really upset, and I was, but I need to work on my own reactions. We also talked that I feel he needs to be much better at communicating because of his way of no news is good news just isn't working for me, and that I emotionally got through him being in the middle of a killer storm with no communication because I'm used to that. You know, I being that guy, I'm super happy with how this is going right now. Not because it's right or that I like it like that, but it, obviously it's implicit that uh, I can't freak out anytime he gives me bad news. A lot of you guys asked how he would have had her number, and now she would have my email address. The truth is that we are all friends with all the same people back home. We've been in group texts and email chains together for well over 10 years. Right, they've known each other for a bit. Yeah, I have her number in my phone, not saved as a very nice name, and could have easily found her email if I needed. So that part isn't very strange at all. Well, and that's the thing, is people are like, how'd you get her number? Dude, I can get anybody's 
phone number. It's not hard. Don't ask that question. I also did a lot of soul searching on why I hate her so much because in the end, she ultimately did a really nice thing for my husband, for a woman who hasn't been very nice to her, you know, for 25 years now. I don't know if I would have done the same thing for her. I really don't. She did spread it. Uh, she did spread it around Denton that he stayed with her. I wish she hadn't done that. But yeah. whether or not she used terms like shacking up or storm buddy, I don't know if that's true or if the town gossips <coughs> just added their spin. We are friends with all the same people whom I love, but our spat has provided years of entertainment and gossip with everyone we're still in contact with. Oh, naturally, yeah. So, thanks. You know, she goes into the help for all that other stuff. Um, lots of people commenting about why he didn't drive to other friends' house. First of all, everyone he told him to stay at the roads if he could help it. The other is not sure if people realize how big that area is. Right. I mean, going to another friend's house on a good day could be 15 minutes. Two hours yeah. to go from one side to visit the grandparents who lived on the other side. Right. I mean, so it's, it's not a small area by any means. If it's a two-hour drive to get from one side of town to the other side of town and you're talking without a snowstorm. Right from hell that no one knows how to drive it'd in take and you a day <laughs> to get there yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, so this is the thing it, it sounds like they're working on things together but i don't feel like he's the largest person at fault here i think that you're in an emergency situation everything is shut down where are you gonna stay for the next couple of days for the week see i still that first night i just stayed in my car I wouldn't have. I would have stayed in my car no. that first night. I'd have driven or getting gotten to a gas station where I could buy like a charger. Yeah. You know, and got yeah, my like phone how charged guy didn't up. Have a, like, first of all, how in, in this day did you not have he, a car charger? Well, he I don't said think he had, he had a car char- either. He, he said he had a charger. It was just the cord was frayed. Mm. Oh, that's true. He, he didn't walked say to he, her house. He didn't have a car. Right, because he was supposed to get a flight back home. Yes. So his uh, flight got canceled, and everyone told him to stay off the roads. Probably meaning like, don't rent a car and try to drive. Huh. He walked to her apartment. He was supposed to take a flight home. I mean, yeah, there's. I mean, I. Well, I mean, not having a car, like, I I still all don't, the hotels are overbooked, right. and we know this is true. You saw the oh, national yeah, coverage. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm yes. not denying that one bit. I mean, you're with somebody who, luckily in the area, has power and a water place, or, and a roof. Yeah, I mean, and technically, you're still friends with this person, right? That never changed. Right. You've known this person for over ten years, twenty five years. They go back. So, not having a car or an actual place at all, or like a covered thing, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, I can understand staying the first night there, but I still like if I'd have shown up there. The first thing I'm doing is charging a phone and calling my wife. Like, yeah. the fact of the matter that he tried to keep it from her, that's not great. No. That's not great. Now, but I also two, understand it. Like, that he would be afraid to tell her because she would freak the F out. Like, that's not great either. Their whole relationship is toxic. That's, like, not the wife and the husband, but the idea of, like, the wife and the friends. I mean, they they yeah. cannot stand each other. The name no. brings uh, gets brought up, and the hair stands on the back of her neck. Right, that's not wonderful. And if it's something where the husband is like petrified to say anything because he's worried about your reaction, I mean, she said it right. That's something I need to work on. And it's like, yeah, you really do. Like, you need to do some serious soul searching on why that is the way it is. If you're a big martial arts guy who's 
six foot four. Oh, it's not about physical concern. Come on. And a five foot two woman it's sits there. It's not physical no, concern. No, it doesn't matter. That physical size thing plays a portion into it. No. You cower. You're afraid. No, no, no. Like I don't. I don't. No, put no. It. That is what she said. Right. In the thing is right. that he cowers and is afraid due to the size, even. Well, it's simply because I've never in my life have I met somebody that is actually like dedicated to a martial arts that I've looked at them and been like, I would be fearful of them physically. It's like, no, no, no. They are in full control. Like, no, that's she, part of what it not, is. He's not. She's going to. The implication there is that she's physically abusive, Gator. It is the implication. That is the implication. It's not that he's afraid of her because, you know, the six foot four guy's not worried she's going to actually be able to kick his ass. Right. Like, that's right. not the that's thing. Right, that's not the concern. The thing is, he's not going to fight back nope. because, you know. He knows what will happen. You don't do that. Right. But the other portion of that is he's afraid of her because she's physically abusive to him. Well, I mean, that's always possible. That sounds like that, that might be the case. Either that or she Certainly likes, re- you if know, between throwing the lines things. On it. I don't know. I mean, either way, it's not healthy. You talk about that—the idea of like calling your wife up and saying, "This is where I'm saying I've made it safe," so on and so forth. Yeah, that's everybody's first thing they do. Why that wouldn't would, it be? That would be my first step. He no question. He called his wife's parents. He didn't even want to talk to her. No. Oh, this is really not good. That's really suggesting a. L- this is really not good. This yeah, oh, is suggestive wait, the on, wife's parents? He called his wife's parents to say, I'm folks. here. Oh, my God. Then that that really suggests that your relationship's a little more toxic than you're giving I it mean, credit for, lady. So here's the thing, though. Like, as much as there is a lot of bad light coming through and, like, lots of cracks and foundations that scare me, at the end of the day, the update she gave yeah. is a good update. Oh, no, it is a good it update. It just is. It's, it's, her it's, it's a humbling yeah. update. It's, they both realize they have things they have to work on, yeah. and that's great. My problem is the thing he has to work on is only a side effect of fear out of the first person. I mean, it's, it, it's definitely stemming from there. When you start doing lies by omission because you're afraid of what the outcome is going to be because any bad news turns this other person into a rageaholic, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm going to start not wanting to tell you things either. Yeah, that's. I can't disagree. Damn it, I can't disagree with you on this, Luthy. I mean, like you've put someone in such a state of like fear of what they might do that they're not even they won't even tell you that. Hey, I'm safe in the middle of this effing ice storm. I'll call your parents, but not you. Because at that point in time, the concern isn't even, oh, my God, you're safe. The concern's going to be you're safe, but you're at this person's house. No, go tough it out in the ice storm. I mean. Go tough it out in the ice storm. Go die in the cold. It's not great. <laughs> it's really not good. I mean, this is a childhood friend. Yes, there's a dating history that's there. But if you've conditioned your husband to be afraid... That's what I'm saying. That's not good. Like, as a... His, his motto is no news is good news because bad news means I get yelled at from my wife. Well, and that's or beaten yeah, by my mean, wife. That's potential, yeah. That's that's not every significant other, like husband or boyfriend or whatever. At some point, you are trained 
in some way, shape, or form. Sure. Like, if you're like, ah, oh, my wife or my girlfriend doesn't train me in anything. No, nah, she does. She's just does. better at it than you think she is. Like, there is something that you are conditioned with no matter what. It's not even a training. It's just when you live with somebody or you're around somebody long right. enough, you start to change certain ways because you look out for the better for their exactly. life. Exactly. And your life. You know, so there's there's a there's a percentage or like there's a portion that has always changed or whatever. But but when it starts going into a negative area, when the change is because you don't want to be truthful because you're scared of the pain that comes with truth. Yeah, that's not good. Right. That's there's no part of that that I look at and go, oh, that'll work out. (laughs) No. So it's good that she realizes she has a problem and she's going to work on these sorts of things. And, yeah, he needs to work on being more truthful. But it's a lot harder to work on being truthful and being full front with everything that you're saying and whatever. Right. When the reason you're that way is because you're afraid that someone's going to hit you or that somebody's going to get super angry and yell at you for the most menial things. Look at a shelter dog that's been beaten and try to be like, oh, they just need to get over people and trust people again. That's going to take a lot of effort. Yes. From a caring person to get that dog to understand that. My point exactly. Not to try to compare guys to dogs, but it's close. I mean, we're we're it's not bad. Real dogs, right? You know, at the same time, like to get him to trust that he can tell her something without her freaking out. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. And for him or for her to hear something and not freak out. It's going to take a lot. Listen, I like the progress that's being made and yeah. all the other things, and I do think it's unfortunate. I mean, this is what happens also when you have this close-knit friend group. And I largely... Mean, why, yeah, why does everyone have such a say in what's well, happening in your large, personal life? The largely thing, like the thing with the sleeping and that stuff that's really getting thrown out there, it's because you hate this woman so much. Right, you're trying you to give every hate, reason. Yeah, you guys hate each other so much, it's so easy for this whole stupid scenario to come up. If right. you guys would have gotten along... And he would have stayed at that person's house? There would have been no problem here. No. Oh, yeah, no, we've maintained friends. Yeah, they used to be an ex, but whatever. Holy crap, shortest story ever. Right, simple, easy. The fact that you have drama with this woman, that's that's the big pull here. Yeah. That's why this turned into something. You hate this person, but here's the thing. You're the only one that hates this person. Like It's just you. Well, and it, would it have been as bad? Let's ask this, too. Just because I feel like it. Say that he was in... Denton? Yeah. Okay. Well, he was in Dallas. He was in Dallas. he was in Dallas. Say he's in Dallas. He can't find a hotel to stay at. Yeah. He doesn't have any friends around that have a place to stay or whatever. So he gets on Airbnb and he sees this like small, you know, apartment loft or whatever sure. that he can stay at. So he signs up for it, gets it, finds out it's his ex-girlfriend's. Is this as bad as him staying at her house? I mean... It's a weird scenario that it's is a, like, hey, I wrote a crazy movie concept so right, scenario, right. but like, yeah, like, like, what kind of sitcom plot are we yeah. driving but, here? But, but, but I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, he's at this like, you know, you have a place to stay, right? I, I mean, mean, you need a those, place to stay. Understanding the fact that he does not have a car, I'm more okay with the fact of you I'm know not, he stayed it out. Yeah. I still don't think it matters. I don't care. This they've been friends. If I had since a, they were child, I still stand by the whole thing of if I had if I was in his shoes. Okay, and say it, take the husband or take the the man and the girl out of it, like that couple completely out, and you put my wife and I in that situation, yeah. and for some reason I have an ex. That <laughs> doesn't exist. That yeah. doesn't, but is there? If I am in that situation and I have a car. I'm still staying in the car. 
I'm still going to sleep in the car till the next day and see if I can figure something else out. Yeah, like there's no way, given that situation, I'm not like trying to make it to the nearest gas station, get my phone charger, getting that charge, and immediately looking for something somewhere. I'm just sitting in the parking lot with the heat on to make sure I don't freeze. I'm in a gas station where if I need more, I can get it. I'm staying at the access. Sorry, like I I know that you know you're 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 trying to kind of dismiss it as like you know oh they were childhood friends. There was still a romantic relationship there. Like it does make a difference. If I can avoid that, ten years ago. doesn't, doesn't matter, matter how long ago it was. Matter. No, you're a married man. Ten years ago, you do not trust your partners enough. Nah, that's not the truth. It's trying <laughs> to find comfort. I, no. Like trying to keep the comfort in the relationship as much as possible. I'm not worried about it, but if I can do something that doesn't have to bring that up, I'm going to do that. It's yeah. a bad situation. There's no place to stay. Yeah, sleep in the car. You could sleep on a couch in a place that's nice and warm and have, you know, meals and but stuff. Let's, let's no, do this. Sleep in the couch or the car. That's at the, fine. At the exes or in a car? First night. In the car first night. Chad says he's staying in the car. I say I'm staying in the car. You lose. No. No, no, no. Matt, I'm right in this one. No, Matt, you're Matt, not. Matt, Matt. F- F- all of you. I'm right in this one. You guys are so stuck up in your own heads no, on this. Matt yes. Damon and Ben Affleck. All right? Ah. This is an opinionated question, and we win. He goes, it's also not giving off the impression to the other eyes that something is or was going on. If you, Who I mean, cares about what the say, other people yeah. think? I this mean, is, apparently get, the significant other does. Because she's a moron and well, it's a I mean, bad relationship. At all. It's the, you're hurting your own goddamn <laughs> argument. The No, I'm just simply like, I'm staying in my car for at least the first night. If after the first night I can't find anything, I've... Exhausted all their options. Right. And then I'm calling my wife and saying, hey, there's this person. I haven't called them yet, but here's everything I've tried to figure out. Dude, I'm calling my wife immediately and saying, hey, listen, there's this person. This is what's going on. I have an opportunity to stay here where it's going to be warm and I'm not sleeping in a car. And you know what my wife would probably tell me? Go. Go do it because I don't want you to sleep in a goddamn car all night, which is exactly what your wife would tell you. No, I'd sleep in a car. I I'd, know you would, but you're a stubborn ass. Yeah, I'd You're a stubborn like, no, ass. No, 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 That's no, true. I'm going to sleep in a car. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, honestly, Rachel would probably also tell me to do the same thing, but she, again, she knows I'm a stubborn ass. And I'm right. not Practicality gonna do it. here. No, you gonna, people need to be practical. I'm going to sleep in a car. I'm sorry. I I would have zero issue sleeping in a car as long as it has I've a seat. I've done it that, before. Well, right. No, not nice. Exactly. It's not like this would be my first time in that right? rodeo. <laughs> I've done it as well. Right. But it's not that bad. It really isn't. When it's you're there for bad. a day. I right. Mean, maybe and you're in your stuck Ford in Fiesta there. or whatever you drive, it's that it's that bad. But <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the little you know Saturn would be tough. But yeah, like, I slept in that car. I'm sure you did. I mean, it's we also had sex in that car. We right. talked about that earlier. Oh, once again, uh, Chad even goes practical. Is I can sleep in my truck for a night. You're darn right. And it doesn't cost me a penny except for gas every couple hours when I started up. Where are you going to take a poop? Up. That's why I park at a gas station, buddy. Every is, is ga- gas station open twenty four seven? Is it closed because of the weather conditions? No, they're going to be open. They're going to be open. Either that or before before the night comes in, I'm going to talk with them and be like, "Dude, I'm staying in my car in your parking lot. Is there any way that I can at least use the restroom while I'm here?" I mean, be like, "Yeah, dude, I got warm, you." Warm, warm, nice, warm restroom. Nice, warm restroom. Where I don't have to worry about homeless feces everywhere. It's not that bad. Dude, 
behind. The, it's not that bad. Not it's that not. Bad. You're gonna they're tell the janitor bad. it's not that bad. <laughs> that a gas station restaurant. It's not that guess, bad. Are you kidding me? They're not that bad. I'm a custodian. You can't lie to me you're about a, this. You're at a different place than a gas it station. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've seen all of the bathrooms. You don't think when I walk into a place, I notice the cleanly levels? Then buy a bucket. I don't care. <laughs> Keep the bucket outside your car. But where are you buying a bucket? At the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> and Kathy, COVID public restrooms closed. Yes, they are closed, but I can tell you right now that every gas station has a bathroom, and if you ask them nice enough, they will let you use it. Stay at the girl's house. In it's the middle not of the damn ice storm or whatever, they'll let you oh, use yeah. the damn They're going to yeah. throw that they're out not, because they're, it's about they're survival. They're not going to throw you out like, no, I don't care. Go <laughs> crap in the street. They're not going to do that. Right. It's like, here's your options. I'm either using your bathroom or I'm pooping on your sidewalk. What do you want me to do? Well, I had them tell <laughs> These are your once. options. Where do we go from yeah. here? And they have snacks at the gas station. You're darn right they do. <laughs> exactly. I, maybe one of those fancy stay? ones that has a fast food uh, joint attached to it. Right. Maybe uh, you get uh, super lucky. Die? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I don't care anymore. You guys are morons. We do, we do You're going to go sit in your car and be cold. I am. <laughs> I'm not going to be cold. They have heat. Yeah, you, you don't know. Key, the cars have these things called uh, heaters now. Like that's a and that's a, that's a recent uh, <laughs> and blower fans. <laughs> yes, hey, this is new technology sit, sit you may not be aware of be back in the 1950s, Smoothie. But <laughs> I don't care. I'll be, mis- I'll, be, I'll be miserable for what? For, for, what? N- for pride. You're doing no, no, no. it for pride. No, I'll it's be stupid. I'll be miserable for one night to not have to you know go through it's two weeks even... of nonsense. You don't have to go through two weeks of nonsense. <laughs> There's no two weeks of nonsense. You're cold. You call your wife and tell her this is what you're doing, and then she'll understand it if she's a reasonable goddamn human being. Yeah, but I'd rather avoid even oh. the appearance of impropriety, even if there is none. The appearance of imp- Listen to this mother effer talk. <laughs> you hear this? I'd the appearance be- of impropriety. Uh, yeah. Are you or, kidding me? Oh, All right, man. fine, Mr. English Major. I'll dumb it down. It's a bad look, and I'd rather avoid it being a bad look. Here, okay? We're going to do this before things get too stupid, but <laughs> uh, I think we're going to do him on the a-hole when we get back, but I think we're all a-holes at some point today. So, According we, to him, we're both the biggest a-holes yes. in the world so, right now. I, I, I mean, we're going to take a break because we need to. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're listening to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. We are going to take a break. We'll be back after this. Obviously, something funny is going to happen. It has to. So uh, stick around. We'll see you in a little bit. Tattoos are more than art. They tell a story, your story. And Beyond the Chair Tattoo Studio in Shelby Township understands that. Whether it's your first tattoo or your 10th, a touch-up or a cover-up, Beyond the Chair is here to help you express yourself. And their five-star rating shows they've got the skills to do that better than anyone else. Beyond the Chair also offers body piercing. You can walk right in or set up an appointment. Give their artist a call at 586-799-7293. Beyond the Chair is located on Van Dyke Avenue, just south of 21 Mile in Shelby Township. Hi, my name is Zach Willett, and I work at Woodship's Real American Barbecue in downtown Lapeer. We serve delicious, scratch-made food that we're proud of, from our slow-smoked meats to our hand-cut fries. We work hard to make sure you get the very best. We want everyone who walks through our door to enjoy our amazing barbecue and have the kind of service that makes you feel like family. So come on in and let us serve you a great experience. Wood Chips, your everyday family barbecue. 
Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. You just can't keep a good show down. The Sessions Concert Series is back. How you doing? This is Adam from Solid State Sessions, and on Saturday, March 27th, I'll be hosting the Sessions Concert Series. It's all taking place at the Corona Road Bar in Flint. On stage are two great bands that I play on Sessions, from Metro Detroit, the Stepmothers, and from Saginaw, the Screaming Casanovas. The show starts at 6, and the bands play till 9. So get out to the Corona Road Bar in Flint on March 27th to check out the Stepmothers and the Screaming Casanovas. Support local music. Hey everybody, this is the hitman Brett Fortney. And I'm Todd Gilbert. Join us every Wednesday night exclusively on Solid State Radio for Hanging with the Hitman. Every week we'll be discussing music, movies, pop culture, current events, basically anything that's going on or anything that comes to mind. So turn it up, come hang with us. There's no better place to hang than with the hitman. Available exclusively on SolidStateRadio.net or the Solid State Radio app. Available on all Android and iOS devices. Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Uncle Salem here. Join me every Saturday on SolidStateRadio.net and every Thursday on Spock Rock Radio for Blank Generation. Punk, metal, weirdness, and all kinds of mayhem. See you there, 6 p.m. Saturday. When you want to unwind, Cascadden Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascadens Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascadens Lounge. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. If you like live music, and I mean really like live music, then you'll like Corona Road Bar in Flint. The CRB has featured live rock for decades with no plans on slowing down. Great drink prices and a warm atmosphere will give you the best live music experience. You'll find the CRB at 3110 Corona Road in Flint. Here's what's going on this weekend at Corona Road Bar. 
Live music is back at the CRB. Join us on Thursdays for Jam Night. Then come out on Fridays and Saturdays for live music from 7 to 10. More info on Facebook at facebook.com slash Corona Road Bar. Open for discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. We are in the MIBA hole hour. Right, well, half hour, really. Now, half an know? hour, yeah. We have uh, burned through time yeah. today. And so far, the answer to am I the a-hole, well, depending on whether you ask me or me and Gator or whether you ask Luthi as to who's the a-hole here. I, I think we would all say yes at some point in time. That's yes. just what it comes down to. But I do want to hit before we go any further, because we did wrap up the last one. Yeah, no, we're, we're all done. done. We're done. <laughs> At the same time, Chad makes some really good points here. Okay? Uh, no, 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 no. You don't get to backtrack on I this. do. And it's it's simply when it comes to sleeping in a car. That is all that he comments on, and he does make good comments about it. Number one, he goes, it's got heated seats even. Makes you feel like you're going to pee yourself. It sucks. He goes, does your bed have heated seat or a heater pad in your bed, goat? I might. And he says... You know, now that it's all kind of flushed out, it's almost like living a life of luxury in the car. I do well, like, like heated seats. Is. I love the heated seats. I mean, miss that about this car when I when it retires from the road this week. Mm-hmm. The, the heated seats, oh my god, when greatest you, invention ever. When you have them, you never want to have a car that doesn't have them. Again. You really don't. You know, uh, you know, though he's staying in the girlfriend's son's room. PlayStation, bud. It doesn't I mean, beat maybe. that. Maybe has a PlayStation. Yeah. Maybe. There's no guarantee. I mean, if she's a good parent who loves her kid, then she bought him a okay, PlayStation. Okay. We're, we're, yeah, 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 right? But at the same Are point in time. Not one of those poor mongrels or oh, whatever. Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gator's is hoping his kids aren't listening no, right I, now so no, they can't they guilt listen. him to buying Are him a PlayStation. Kidding? My mom jumped in for a second, and I think she jumped in, and then we said something about, like, you know, if you're a good parent, this is what you do. I didn't know. We she probably <laughs> or was it in. the poor mongrels part? No, it was probably something about like, you know, past relationships and what if you know when you were in college, the frat team ran a train on you, and she probably jumped in for <laughs> oh, like that right. line and went, "Nope, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here." Yeah, uh, it was know. probably like this is why I don't listen. Uh, yeah, like, well, you bad. know, that's, that's the way it goes, Ma. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That, that would I be like our to look. paint a picture. Dude, that would be our luck. I like to paint a picture. You know, 90% of our show is, is enjoyable, not, not, yes. not crude, all that. But it's like anybody it's else. It's always a 10% is whenever your mom jumps in. Right. Well, mama, when we still did video for our show, like, my mom would jump in on the live video, and usually when we're saying something particularly crude right. or offensive or something yeah. no mom ever wants the, to hear her the son one, say. Yeah, Why the is one it time. always me that says the crude thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're not the only one, though. I know. Like, we both do. I get this. But it's... But it's, everybody looks know. at me and they're like, wow, you really... I guess. I have no idea. Yeah, I just have it because it's it's not my show. I don't, no. I don't want to jump right. on sale the crude I things. I, I saved those for my I think, little I think it's like, day. you know, between the two of us on a regular basis, it's probably more often leaning that side of the table. Oh, yeah. But it's not like this side of the table doesn't, you know, take no. a serving every once in a while. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 
We're still eating the same damn meal. It's just yeah. sometimes I only get a half portion. That's <laughs> I, all. It is what it is. But let's let's get through this. That would be the luck. She would jump in right then. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have a more like a am I the a hole segment. We do have kind of like it's this, this is a serious one in okay. a way, but it's frustrating. It's frustrating to me on a deeper level. All right, I'm okay. Game. I'm ready. Am I the a hole for setting boundaries between my daughter and my ex husband's partner? Am I the a-hole for setting boundaries between my daughter and my ex-husband's partner? Yes. No. What are the boundaries? I mean, in no, theory, no, no, you, you don't, boundaries. You you don't, don't get, get to, to ask this crap. This you is don't half get the it. fun. You have to guess. <laughs> yeah, this is half the fun is that you make it up in your own mind, you take a stance, and then you find out that you're so, like, my, on the other butt end of this thing. <laughs> we'll put it this way. Say, you know, my... my 50-50 custody world, right? You know, you right. tell step the stepdad, hey, you set boundaries between the stepdad and the stepdaughter. Would essentially be right. what it is, yeah. Yeah, no, you're not an a-hole for setting boundaries Ooh, between your daughter and your ex's spouse. Hmm. There has to be boundaries there. That's interesting. Sean? Stick your I, foot in your mouth. I, I don't like the way you answered to reply to his response, so I'm matter. going, no, you're absolutely an a-hole. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I... Wuss! <laughs> <laughs> Either way, one of us is going to be right. <laughs> and sissy. <laughs> <laughs> I know how this game works. I've played it with him before, before you were on this show. I have learned my lesson. Chad's game. with you. He goes, I feel like there's a plot twist coming, so yes, an a-hole. Ah. Yeah, a bunch of wusses. Kathy's with me, though. She goes, nope, not an a-hole. Well, my ex-husband, Dan, and I have a 10-year-old daughter, Emily. We divorced eight years ago after Dan came out as gay and affectionately left me for one of his friends from work, Jim. Okay. Okay. They didn't have an affair, but there were definitely feelings before we separated. That's generally what happens when it turns out your husband's gay. Yeah, typically. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they now live together. I remarried four years ago my new husband, Nick. Okay. Dan and I share custody of Emily pretty much 50-50. Good for you guys. Perfect. Okay. Yep. One source of tension has been Emily's relationship with Jim. Dan and Nick and I have all come from very conservative Christian backgrounds, whereas Jim is very left-wing Jewish-Italian family. Okay, whatever. Right. Emily has always... and there. Depending on how, you know, the, your beliefs in Christianity or whatever, I don't think that... Uh, Dan's as Christian or <laughs> as conservative as you think. Yeah. Wait. Nick? Whoa. Nick is the new husband. Dan is the one that turns out to be gay with Jim. Jim right. is crazy. You know, he's, he's you know, Jim, left wing. Jim is left wing. But Dan and Nick are both conservative oh, Christians, yes. Okay. The two gay guys are the conservative Christians? Well, no. no. One, one is, gay guy is. Okay. The other guy is a okay. the, Jewish the, radical, apparently. Yeah, the ex and the husband are both conservative Christian. They're okay. Re- yeah. Okay. Whatever. I would say that they're Christian. I would say they're not as conservative as you think. And you know, the the plot thickens there, but okay. Sure. All right. Anyway, Emily has always been something of a free spirit and she and Jim get on like a house on fire, right? Okay. Okay. She and Nick have a good relationship, but Nick is more of a typical stepfather. She respects Nick, but she's obsessed with Jim. You see where we're going here? I do. She always wants to be doing what he's doing. She's right. developed a bad habit of walking around the house without shoes or socks because he does. He only eats her eggs hard-boiled because that's how he eats them. 
walking she around always, the house without shoes or socks is a bad habit. That's a crazy thing, right? Well, depending on the a, family, a lot. Of, I so guess. a lot of people like wearing socks, socks and shoes inside the house is the bad habit. Look, right. I'd rather you wear socks, but just because I don't want to stare at your hobbit feet. Right. She always talks about how funny he is. I had to put my foot down last year when she started calling Dan and Jim her dads, but didn't call Nick her dad. So it sounds like I was right on this one. No, you're not right yet. <laughs> it's it's leaning that way. Uh, I am I am perfectly ready to defend my answer. It all came to a head last month when she came home from a week at Thurs and proudly showed us some of the Italian that Jim had been teaching her. It turns out she asked him to teach her Yiddish and Italian. Okay. Okay, I asked her why, and she said... Not only was it fun to have secret conversations with Jim, she was the only child who could carry it on. This really annoyed me because she isn't Jim's child and she doesn't have an ancestral language to carry on. Our family only speaks English and always has. Oh, stop it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. No, it doesn't. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Your family doesn't always speak English and will never not speak. Go back further. Go (laughs) back. Because yeah. I guarantee you, you'll find it where your family didn't speak English. I also felt like this made her relationship with Nick even more unequal as he didn't have another language to teach her or bond with her over. Who cares? You see, you see where we're headed? Yeah, oh I do see where I, we're headed. I, That's I, why I said what I did, Lucy. <laughs> I immediately phoned Dan. See, I'll take him when he's on my side. Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm still ready to whoop this I immediately one. phoned Dan and expressed that I felt Jim was stepping over the line and getting too involved. Dan got uncharacteristically angry at me. He said, if I have a problem with Emily being closer to Jim than Nick, then it was up to Nick to build the relationship with Emily, but not Jim to tear his down. Well, ding, ding, ding. Not wrong. We there. have a way. I said Nick couldn't do that as he didn't get to just be the fun parent like Jim does because Nick has to be the only oh, father figure in no. our household, whereas Jim can just oh, be Emily's oh, friend. See, oh. I don't want this to turn into like a character assassination of mom, but it's totally turned into. Oh, it is. Like she's so, coming across like the biggest jerk on the, in the universe. Dan scary. told me I was being ridiculous and accused me of being homophobic, which is ludicrous. Oh my god. What? Oh, she just took a stab at there being two dads dude, in the house, dude. She okay, did. Okay, I mean, she okay. did, she did kind of go. She kind of went there. You know how? Like, I know you said this was frustrating to read. Yeah. Holy crap! <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> he must have said something about it to Emily as she stopped talking about Jim at her house, which I'm glad about. But she's been very frosty with us. Nick has tried to get her involved in things they can do together, but she's not showing any interest. Oh, I feel gosh. I did like I did have to say something, but I'm worried I went over Nick's head and that made things worse. And I should have left it for him to oh, handle. Oh, you mean you didn't talk with your husband before you decided to do this? <laughs> I just want Jim to stop overstepping. Oh, okay. Can can uh, by show of hands? By show of hands, uh, who thinks Jim's just an awesome stepdad? Yes. No, still don't. Sorry. No, I think the guys doing everything <laughs> great. Yeah, he's he's bonding with the kid. It's not like it's not like they're they're like doing like some sort of like just awful thing. Like he's teaching her another language. Like, I mean, he's they the two of them clearly get along. He's being you know the, the good step parent. Right. I don't see anything wrong with what Jim's doing. What boundaries is he overstepping? Yeah. Where is there a boundary that you're I'm overstepping? Not, I'm not saying she doesn't that. like it because he does because that she doesn't like you know. Her mom doesn't feel great, man. does it? No. no. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not yeah. saying that Jim is overstepping a boundary. Sure. I don't think he is. 
okay, I don't believe that he is overstepping a boundary, even on purpose. But she wants him to tone things back and set up boundaries because she thinks he is overstepping boundaries. See, I would think that he may be overstepping boundaries if for some reason, like the whole like, you know, teaching her language. I totally understand that. That's fine. I have nothing against a kid learning a new language or whatever. But when you ask the kid, like, why do you want to learn it? And the kid goes, well, it's fun to be able to have secret conversations with Jim that no one else knows. If that doesn't raise a red flag, you're not paying attention. It doesn't raise a red flag to me because that's something a kid would look at it that way. She's 11. That's a way a kid would look at it. <laughs> yeah. This dude's a gay man. He's not hitting on this girl. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if he's straight, gay, whatever. It does not matter no, to me. This is a thing kids do. They do stuff like this. They love the idea of secret communication. Yeah. You talk to them that way. Te- they do te- this stuff. Teaching them stuff, and I get that, but I can see where that would, like, at least for me anyway, I could see where, you know, especially mom went, um, what? Like, cause that would that would raise a red flag with me. I'd be a little concerned there. Now, I don't think that she has like it's not right of her to call up Dan and be like, "Hey, your you know husband needs to calm it down." Like, wait, why? He's not doing anything wrong here, and he's not. He's not doing anything purposely wrong. But does there need to be some sort of boundary set up because you need to look at him and say, or not to him, but a boundary with your daughter to be like understand i get where you're coming from and you can get along with them and you can hang out with them and you can appreciate the time nothing against that whatsoever but you're calling them your dads yeah mm. i don't see that i don't like an issue why is that wrong that's not her dad doesn't matter she she calls her dad lives with the other dad yeah. they're both dads no <laughs> you have a dad there and you have jim I find it wrong when, you know, you'd look at, like, uh, so if I called my dad Jim, right? Right. And then called my stepdad dad, I'd find that to be wrong. That's weird. I'd find that to be bad. Here's the thing. She's still calling her real dad dad and his husband dad. That's just weird. I don't, yeah, that's I have no problem with it. She wants to call him dad. That's fine. There's a level of closeness there. The other guy's just not cutting it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's not a competition. How's it Jim's fault that Nick's just a crappy stepdad? I think that's the big one, is what you just said, too. It's it's not not a competition. Either way, it's not a competition. You shouldn't be mad because, oh, you know what? Heaven forbid that your ex husband found somebody that gets along and does a great job with your daughter. Oh, Oh, how dare he? Right. I mean, Let's, let's put the other thing. No, no, no. He's dating uh, Tyler, who drinks a ton and then smacks her around every now and then. That's, not great. That's great. Let's yeah, have no. her be with that guy. Let's well, have him teach her a thing. Well, that's okay because it makes Nick look really good all of a no, sudden. I, yeah, he's I his father of the year. Right. I don't think that, like, like I said, I don't think Jim's doing anything wrong. Oh. And I don't think Nick's doing anything wrong here. No, he's and not. He's... I, Mom, I think, is overreacting a tad. I think, but no, I think she's overreacting a lot. I think she's overreacting a tad. I think a lot. I would agree with Sean on that one. I think she is just looking at because, like, it, this this strikes me as more of a jealousy thing than anything. Grass is greener. Yeah, I mean that's always possible, but it's. But I don't think Nick is necessarily doing anything wrong. The stepfather is no. not. You know, he's just doing. He's trying his best. I think when it comes to kids, and you know this because right. you're a father, right? Personalities strike certain ways. 
you don't know how kids are going to get along with different other kids, let alone adults or whatever they're in their life. Sometimes they just grab on. Uh, When we had, like in my life, we've had different people involved or whatever, uh, you know. My brother, for the longest time, couldn't get over, like, one of my mom's old boyfriends, you know. She thought he was going to be, you know, the next stepdad or right. whatever, was going to be the stepdad, and then it didn't work or whatever. But for years, he was like, that guy was great. And then he butted head with with my current stepdad forever. I mean... Right. Because there was this... I had a connection with this guy, and you're trying to take his place, and I don't like it. Not even it. that. They just don't connect. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's just the yeah. truth of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, it happens. Which, yeah, that I mean, it does happen. It's the only thing that I just I I don't like is that she is trying to compare Jim to Nick. Yeah, you, I she don't like do. that. Because well, that's exactly but, what she's doing. Yeah, right. I don't like that at all because they are they're going to be two different relationships, two different. You know, the ways they get along and this and that. But do I think that it is important for you to have boundaries as far as how your daughter interacts with your ex's spouse? Depends. I mean, I in this that, case, no. If, yeah, I think we're it's healthy in, to have some sort of boundaries. I mean, in theory, you should have some sort of boundaries, but it doesn't sound like he's done anything that's crossing over, like, what boundaries are we right. setting here I mean, that there's an issue that's You find there. out they're taking baths together, yes, that right. boundary needs to be set immediately. Yeah. That's right. a problem. Exactly. But, you know, other th- like this... No, there's nothing here. There's no part of this that is any sort of thing where I would look at as bad or negative. But I can all I can see though is like, you know, she she wants to do what Jim is doing. She wants to do this. She only wants to eat her eggs because that's the way Jim yeah. eats his eggs and all that. I can see where it's one of those well, it's frustrating, but it, it would be extremely frustrating to the point that you would look at it and go you know what? There needs to be boundaries set because as much as she wants to be like Jim or wants to hang out with Jim, that's great. But Jim needs to instill in her as well that she needs to do what she is. But kids do this. I know you they know do. this. Uh, you, that's why cereal takes off the way that it does. Right, it's Captain America flakes. I want to be Captain America. Right. But yeah. at the same time, you there needs to be somebody in that life, and usually it's the one that the people or that the kids are mimicking or impersonating as much. That's the one that's going to have the most impact to be able to look at him and say, "That's great," but don't do that just because I do it. Well, but then again, maybe she likes it that way too. I, I don't know. It. I mean, if she always really? ate, if she always ate eggs that way, and now all of a sudden she just doesn't want to eat them like that because that's the way Jim has them. I don't know. I, I mean, I've eaten things eating. before where you know I've like scrambled eggs my entire life, right? Scrambled right. eggs is pretty fantastic, right? You know, and then I found out Corey puts sriracha on his. Oh, that's such a game changer, dude! I eat sriracha scrambled eggs from here on out. Oh, that's pretty good. You never had hard boiled eggs before? It wasn't really a thing in your life. Some guy eats hard boiled eggs. You go, man, I really like this more than the other stuff. Yeah, but at ten, I don't think that's all it is. It doesn't imper- matter. It's doesn't imper- matter. It's an impersonation thing. So what? That's not okay. Why is it not okay? Because you need to be you, not somebody else. But kids impersonate everybody, everything, all yeah. the time. I still do it. I think I'm Norm. It's <laughs> whatever, you know? I, yeah, some some kids never grow out of it. Yeah, right, but I can see why the mom would want to step into that and create some sort of boundary That's not with the it. reason why. She wants to set boundaries because she doesn't want to think her husband is stacking up to the other guy's well, that, husband. That's why I'm saying. Like, and she's mildly homophobic. It sure sounds like it. So here's the thing, though, and this is why I'm saying what I'm saying is the initial question Am I the a-hole for setting up boundaries between my daughter and my ex-husband's spouse? 
If that's the only question out there, no other context, no, you're not an a-hole. Well, yeah, if in that context, because once again, it could be, are you taking baths with right. my daughter? That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. that's not right. cool. And so in that context, no. With all the information out there, are you kind of an a-hole with all this? You're absolutely an a-hole. You're not really given the best options here to yeah, 100%, 110%. If I could go further, I would. The amount of jealousy and indiscretion here is just oh. amazing. Chad says it perfect here, and I'm going to side with Chad here. Kathy says I agree with Gator, but it was over something else. I think it was a specific line. Um, but Chad says, I'm with Gator in theory. But I agree with Goat that she's not approaching it for the right motivations. That's exactly yeah. it. Like, it's nice to be able to set up boundaries and make sure you're helping your daughter or, you know, promoting her to be her. But you have to go about this the right way because it's not like Jim's doing anything wrong. Jim's just being... Here's the problem. When you start setting up boundaries, can you stop being you for a second, Sean? It turns out right. my kid likes you a lot and yeah. is starting to impersonate you. And it'd be really great if you could just stop being Sean Cantwell for five seconds. No. You can't stop people no. from being who they are as long as they're not being destructive to somebody. Natural, it's just a natural attraction towards things. She can't. Yeah, he's that's fun. something you have to talk to her about. What? He's different, is really what it comes down to, is yeah. he's different. He's not like anybody else, but we're actually over on time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to get to the next one next week, guys. Sorry, this uh, took a little bit longer than I thought, but we're definitely going A-hole on that last one. Yeah, I think we have to. And I hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Bye. Later. Solid State Radio.